Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, just telling the fellas, yeah, it's Friday, and I wonder what today has in store for us. Yeah, just, I mean, not just the show, but yeah. I mean, it's a whole, today's a whole thing. It's going to be something. This whole weekend, man, is just minute to minute for me. You have one of those yeah. weekends that is just like packed. I got to do this, do this, do this, do this. I'm going to be here, going to be there. Yeah, I feel like everything's all scheduled out. Everything's all scheduled out for the weekend, which is fine. Sometimes you need a little structure in your life. I did have uh, one small break uh, during this weekend that I was kind of looking forward to maybe just laying down and resting. Oh, I may have filled that break. With? Garth Brooks. Oh, you're going, huh? I might. I might. Yeah. I have well, I, mean, I have I have tickets secured. Then you better go. And that because is if the you plan. don't, then a Garth Brooks fan here in St. Louis is gonna be and super upset with you. That's not how it worked, but where is he playing? He's playing out in It's down by Branson, Springfield, you know, four and a half hours. Yeah, no, where where exactly is that? It's some new, is it a new amphitheater? Well, it's an know, old one they rebuilt. Remember, they did yeah. it like in a month. Yeah, I've seen and pictures in it. Ridgedale. 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 And it's it's part of the Bass Pros. Uh, big uh, Cedar Lodge. Yeah, Big Cedar Lodge. Oh, yeah. Big Cedar Lodge. That's right. Yeah, but there will be no lodging because i got to then shoot all the way back uh, for Monday's show. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a rough one. Are you going to be like, hey, Garth, it's about 9 o'clock. Let's wrap this up. So he's playing three shows this weekend? Yeah. So we're, Wow. We're, it was originally only supposed to be one. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. That's how he does Like He'll come into a town and end up doing five days. Yeah, do what you can. You know? Ridiculous. 
Well, it's not like he needs the money. But he's also playing clubs of like 500 capacity. Well, yeah, he was yeah. doing that bar tour. He was doing that bar tour for a little while. He was just showing up at bars and playing. Really? Here is. Look uh, at, oh, look yeah, at that, was, that was, uh, was it last year, the year before? Yeah, dive bar. Yeah, dive it was bar a dive tour. bar tour. It's pretty sweet, man. That would And you know what? And that's what he, and honestly, he's pretty much the only artist that I know that would pull that off and legitimately is doing it for his own fun and for the fans. Like a true, actual, Whoa, intimate experience, right? Because when you see bands, wow. That's so is that built beautiful. into the side Here, of here's, a, here's what Built into the side of a hill? You know, it yeah. looks like it's like, basically... That's, that's what it looks like Whoa. normally. Yeah, it's like Missouri's like Red Rocks slash uh, The Gorge in George Washington. That but, is fancy. It looks so sick. I'm so excited to see that. Like this, this is like the artist rendering of, "Hey, here's what it, it should look with people," look like. and this is what it actually looks like. But obviously, they don't have the anybody, stage up here. But anybody stay at that big theater launch before? No, I, I want was to, there. Though. I've been there. I've been there. I heard great things. I heard great things, and you better bring your wallet. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, what I'm saying is don't go thinking that you're going to go stay. It's not, I'm going to go stay in a cabin in the woods. No, this we, is have like family luxury we, have, we have some family friends that have a, a timeshare there. Oh, cool. And, uh, hey, whenever you want to use it. Oh, neat. Oh, that's nice. Uh, does that go is to that, Is that uh, how time I thought, I thought timeshares were like the opposite of well, whenever. Well, if they're using it, uh, not using oh, it I on see. a particular, like here are the dates. Okay. So I guess saying whatever you want to use it is <laughs> right. not, I thought that was not the, the right of way whenever. of saying it. But uh, the Yeah, so we have some, we've had uh, multiple friends that have uh, friends themselves or, or relatives, whatever, that have offered up some, some tickets for that show. So when that kind of started coming in, I was like, oh, can I deny this? I don't think so. But back to the dive bar thing, Garth is like the only guy that I truly believe does that for the fun and for the fans. Because when these other bands are like, hey, we got we we took a four-year hiatus and we're coming back with an intimate tour. That's horse crap. They can't sell tickets. They're not sure if they can sell tickets. Yeah, yet. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to so do we'll, small we'll venues. To, we'll start to build some buzz back and yeah, just say, yeah. hey, look who's back out there. But we don't want to embarrass ourselves. Doing the thing, just playing small places. I'm not saying that people don't do that for the fun and the fans, for intimate uh, experiences. No, you know sure Garth Brooks does not need to. Yeah, he's like truly like whoa. That's why I always play small venues like that. It's just uh, have it, an intimate time yeah, with man. the crowd. And- the dude <laughs> sold out the dome here in uh, ten two seconds. years ago in yeah. yeah ten seconds. Well, didn't he also just whenever he kind of came back out of retirement, he one of his first big shows was in L.A. and it was I think five days at the Staples Center. Yeah, he played he's for five three. days. That's straight. Does so he have that many songs? Oh, yeah. He does. It's a big catalog. Yeah, bring some water. Well, he covered a lot of Alan Jackson. Well, so. what times? The, what times the show? Uh, what time is show time? Three o'clock. Oh my oh, god! Three o'clock. Dude, that means you're going to come straight from oh, there nice. to here if you stay the whole time. What do you mean? How well, far well, of a drive is it to Branson? Five hours? No. Mm, we'll probably rock it in four. Four. Okay, so. Even then. Well, here, show we'll start, put, put, put the address of that person. Show, show starts at 3 o'clock. Let's say Garth is going to play for three hours. Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, I mean, you'll that's, be home by 10, 11 o'clock? By 10. That's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad. That's not bad. Oh, yes. Listen, if it, was a seven, if it was a 7 o'clock show, no chance. If it's a 3 o'clock show, that's perfect, yeah, dude. Some, yeah, somebody was it, like, hey, you want you want tickets for 3 o'clock? And I went, ooh, what? Dude, what? that's 3 o'clock is perfect. I know, man. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so the show today is at 7, tomorrow at 7, Sunday at 3. Dude, that's great. Wow. If it could work out any better, I don't, I don't. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of. You're going. You're going. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of why I can't, uh, I can't turn it down. You know what I mean? Because I, I, because I told, uh, because Mallory was like, yo, we got to go. 
It's like, man, I'm, I'm, but I'm playing four hours a night before, and we're not having a break. We're do, we're, we got soccer games early. Yeah, it'll be fine. Soccer games early tomorrow. Then we're doing a scout thing after that. Then we're doing something else. Then I got to go down to sound check. Yeah, then fine. we're playing four hours, and then I got to actually sleep at some point. I am a human being. What time you so Eureka Days is tomorrow, which I'm gonna I'm gonna join you out yeah. there for that. Uh, they're doing a nice thing for Jeff. Oh, it's gonna be at so, around seven o'clock. Super cool tomorrow evening. That's so all happening on our stage, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're we're playing six to ten, so we'll be rocking six to ten. We're gonna start with an alternative set. Uh, just kind of like open it up and everything and let the sun go down while we're playing. Hit the uh, the thing with you. Ha- have a lot of fun with uh, with that. Do something really special for uh, for, for Jeff. Or actually, Eureka is doing something mm-hmm. very special for Jeff. Uh, we just get to watch and be a part of it. And then we're going to do the nitty-gritty dirt bags, uh, uh, a country set, and then we'll finish it off with another. I don't know if I'm set. staying for that. <laughs> yes, you are. Man, I'm going to get you all into Michael Peterson. and, and Oh, you were telling me. Some of the stuff you're gonna play, I'm like, oh, oh cool! Man. I've never heard of this stuff. Oh, uh, you, yes, but, but yes, you have. That's the thing. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play all that stuff. Yeah, you've heard some of these songs, and honestly, I don't think we've we've, we've been better naturally fit for anything well, well, than this '90s country set. Uh, let me be the judge of that. Uh, uh, please, I'll be there with my. You got to stick around gonna, to be I'm a gonna, judge. I'm gonna stand right up front with my arms folded, possibly heckling. Oh, Not man, sure. We're doing Brooks and Dunn. We're doing it all. But this is yeah, this is one of those weekends where everything seems to be. All right, four o'clock. You got to be here. Five o'clock. You got to be here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, starting with this evening, I guess uh, it's homecoming season. Oh yeah, oh, you're right. Oh, that makes a lot more sense because I've been seeing a lot of folks. It is homecoming season. Do, I know. Doing the the fancy dress uh, pictures and all that kind of stuff oh, this yeah. week. So ah, they're doubling up on the dresses. It is. Uh, so since my daughter's a cheerleader, you know, got to be involved. Got to be involved oh, in the homecoming stuff. It all makes so much sense. That's why I constantly keep seeing parents and people posting, what time's the parade? I'm seeing 1 p.m. I'm seeing 3 yeah, p.m. Yeah. And I'm over here going, what the hell holiday is this weekend? Homecoming. It's homecoming. It's now together. it makes so much more sense. So over the next week or two, right, you can have, I have all the high schools do their, their homecoming things, including the parades and the games. And the dances. Oh, yeah, the Rizzuto family is involved this evening. Nice. <laughs> got to drop the girl off at this place. You got to be ready for the parade at this time. And then you got to come back. You got to pick me up, and we're in charge of the food for the cheerleaders. Oh, hmm. cool. Do you ever participate in any of that stuff? What do you mean? When you were in high school. Uh, I don't remember any I don't of this. remember any parades. The only thing I remember is being forced to go to a pep rally and just being like, oh, cool, I'll get out of I remember the pep class. rallies. Um, I never really was involved in the football stuff. I never really ran in that. Does it Would it surprise you if I said I was involved in pretty much everything? <laughs> it does not surprise so me. So I never went to the homecoming games. Yeah, I think I went to one. We were uh, so bad. I did go to one homecoming dance. I think when I was a senior. Oh, your own homecoming dance? Yeah. I never That's went to That's my- it? You didn't go to any of your dances? No, I went to my prom. I went to prom, junior prom. I think I just went to one homecoming, if I remember. Oh, like the, we had we had like two or three dances a year. There were two or three dances a year. So there was fall homecoming, and then there was like the Valentine's Day formal. No, they didn't have that. And then when as you got older, you know, like, so like the Valentine's Day prom, uh, the Valentine's Day formal was for... Freshmen and sophomores. 
juniors in the spring had junior prom. Senior, well, it was called the junior ring dance. Yeah, yeah. Seniors had senior prom, but the freshman and sophomore had Valentine's Day for No, we just had the homecomings, and then juniors had the junior prom, seniors had the senior prom. I went to both the senior and the junior prom. <laughs> Homecoming, I went to, I think I went to my school's homecoming one year, and I went to another school's my junior year. Yeah. I went to a bunch. Like, I went to a bunch of Hazelwood Central homecomings, Hazelwood Central proms. I went to, uh, obviously, every rosary dance I was there. Did you go with a girl? Uh, yeah, to most of them, except for, like, at rosary, I would just, they would buy me a ticket, and I would just, I would just show up. Mm. And uh, no, t- teachers thought that I went to rosary. I hung out with the, my, my buddies from rosary high school, and I was at all the basketball games. I was at all the soccer games. I was at all the football games for their school, not for CBC, for theirs. Hmm. And the principal of the school at one point came up to me at a basketball game and said, hey, uh, who do you have for, uh, for homeroom? And I said, uh, Mr. England at uh, CBC. And she goes, you don't go here? And I was like, no, I sure don't. She thought I went to the school. The principal of Rosary thought I went to the mm. school. But oh my goodness. Yeah. You yeah. were more Amazing. involved in another school's activities than I was in my school. So, I was for, CBC. I was in both. so for CBC, mm-hmm. so you had a homecoming dance for CBC? Yeah. So obviously you would... You at we so basically it was a lot harder for the guys to you would think that, but it's not because your group of friends, your group of friends usually hung out with the incarnate girls, or you hung out with the Rosati Kane girls or the Narings girls. So if the four of us were hanging out, we were all CBC guys, and Riz, your girlfriend went to Rosati, we would just by default take three other Rosati okay. girls. And like we would go as a group. Huh. Yeah, I went to uh nice. Can you go? Wait, can you can you go to homecoming as a sophomore? Yeah, you, I, the, homecoming is open to everybody. Homecoming was open for everyone. Okay. Usually, I, I went. Usually, to, the uh, freshmen didn't go. I went to oh, see ours was for sure. They went. I definitely went to one homecoming. That's what I remember. Did you did you go to your junior prom? Uh, no, I didn't go to any of my stuff. I went to the girlfriend's uh, uh, proms, junior and senior prom, because I remember there was, there was two, so it must have been junior or senior. Yeah, Because right? yeah. you have to be a junior or senior. And then I went to one, at least one homecoming. Probably went to all of them, but uh, is one that's standing out. Hmm. My senior year, I went to Rosary High School's prom with a dude. Nice, cute, right? They, I, we wanted to go. I wanted to go. Everybody else wanted so, me to go. And, so ahead of your time. And and, <laughs> and one of my buddies was like, "Hey, man, I don't feel like asking anybody. You just want to be my date." And I said, "Yep." We even I have to find it, but we have a picture of it. We even took like the formal photos so as you walk time, in. Man. Yeah, man, 2003 woke. I had, I had, right. yeah. And by the way, just to let you know, I wore a white tux. What's up? Nice. Oh, sweet. You know, I th- I think I had, I think that. We we had one year I forget I I know there was a a Top Gun theme What's the uh, um, Take your breath away or mm-hmm. take take my breath away from Berlin from Berlin Yeah that was the um, that was the theme of one of them The other theme must have been goofy or wacky because I I do remember a lot of dudes coming in strange uh, I couldn't tell tuxes. you what our theme was Yeah definitely no. there was a dude there in an orange tux like a Dumb and Dumber because Dumb and Dumber had just come out that, that I think was that's our... kind of popular to do at the time because I remember my high school prom or whatever there'd always be one or two guys that show up in the goofiest looking tux possible and yeah one of my buddies did but he was an attention whore <laughs> well yeah everybody is in high school yeah i mean if you're going to the proms most likely i mean if you were doing the dancing you know what? i'll be honest with you because I, I did not i wanted to kind of fly under the radar oh, dude, i was not comfortable I, I didn't listen i went to the dances i guarantee i didn't dance once 
didn't dance once. I probably just sat there. Oh, man. We had routines. We had things where, like, during the homecoming or the dance at some point, they would go, Patrico, do the thing, do the thing. Like, me and my buddy Zach, we would go back to back. We would lock arms, and I'd flip him over my, you know, he'd flip, mm. and people would go crazy. Did you do the worm? Somebody Dude, has to do the here's worm. Here's what's funny. is So, what would happen was, is... Somebody would do the worm, and they'd be rocking and rolling, and everybody would be going crazy. And then my my dudes would look at me and go, Patrico, go do it. And I'd go, oh, come on, really? And they go, yeah, go do it. And I would yeah, clear. Yeah, sure you had to take a lot of convincing. No, no, no. I would. <laughs> no, no, don't. No, guys, okay. Okay. Yeah, no eyes on me. The only reason that it was, the only reason that I, that I would give a little hesitation is because this was this hurt. So what I would do is I would clear the circle, you know, like I'd get in the middle and I'd like, you know, get back, get back, get back. Uh, yeah. And I'd look at everybody in the music super loud and I'd go, you want me to do the work? And they'd go, yeah, yeah. And go, yeah. <laughs> so then I'd get up there and I would do like the biggest first work. Like I would jump high in the air and then I would land that first oh, little whoop man. and then I'd lay there. And then my buddies would come and grab my ankles and pull me out of the dance floor. Oh, it was all, you know what it was like? It was like when uh, when James Brown was done, somebody would throw the cape over him mm-hmm. and walk him off stage with the cape. Then he'd throw the cape off and get back out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this was like me Show going is. like, oh, you want to see a giant fat guy do the worm? This is going to be hilarious. And then I'd do it and act like I knocked myself out. They'd grab me by the ankles and drag me out of the circle. And it, yeah, nice. <laughs> I don't remember. God, I don't remember the football games. I do remember... I do remember feeling a lot of pressure going to those dances. Dude, it was nothing especially but the, pressure. Especially the homecoming, I remember, because it was my, I think it was my senior year. And I felt like, okay, if we're going to do this, going to do this, going to make memories of a lifetime. Yeah, nothing but pressure. And I remember thinking like, uh, oh, cool, the, the bully that's been making fun of me the past couple of years, he's he's out there getting all the attention, doing this whole thing. Like, I don't want to participate in this crap. It's just more, more of the same. We're just dressed up at school now. You know, I didn't think it was crap. It was just part of, like, the thing you did. Yeah. There was one that was definitely definite crap from what I remember. Now, I do remember the second one. One was at the school and one was at a hotel. And the hotel one seemed to be different. Maybe it's because I was a little bit prom. older. Prom was hotel. Correct. Nice. Uh, the junior prom was at the school. I think the homecomings were at the school, too. There was a better scene at one of them. It wasn't as clicky or weird. It didn't feel like we were just at school in our tuxes. Uh, and I remember that. That should have been fun. Had I, you know, had the, the who knows what I didn't have, uh, the, the gall, I guess, to, to get out there and just kind of, you know. Cut the rug? Yeah, just have some fun. I'm sure it would have been fun because it looked like a lot of fun for, for, for most folks. And I'm sure we had our version of fun sitting at the table. <laughs> it was me and a couple of the other boyfriends, you know, and then the girls would go off and dance. It was kind of that, that scene. See, that was the nice thing about the small high school I went to is that everyone kind of knew everybody, so... You just had fun. It wasn't too much showboating going on. Uh, I mean, I guess everyone's showboating, but you know what I mean? Like, you just go out, have a good little time, and you okay, get out. Okay, so you're supposed to do the dinner before, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'd oh, always do it at God. someone's house. I don't remember that. We, we've done... We've oh, done... My, my heart hurts. Even I'm, I'm, Oh, no. I'm just teleporting yeah. back to... <laughs> Why? Why? What's wrong with that? Because I was awkward and uncomfortable. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. My, my See, social anxiety I forget, I forget, was... I forget sometimes that in high school you were a little reserved. Like, you had, you were comfortable with your crew, but once you were put in an awkward situation, I had, listen, oh, I had my it threw you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like for me, that was like, nah, I was holding court, man. Like, I was, oh, yeah. this is no, great. What, me. we're at Deardorf and Hart? This is awesome. I was, Let's go. I was put in my, the, the social anxiety nightmare for me. And it was just, it was v- extremely difficult. 
Man, that's uh, the cool thing about a small town. No restaurants, really. So we'd always eat at someone's house. Mm. So they just make a big dinner and, uh, you know, a few folks would make the food and then there'd be about 10 of us or 12 of us sitting I there eating. The nightmare one for me was my junior prom where, where I took a girl who was not my girlfriend who I had to ask. Like mm. I was, I was. Oh, so you, you kind of were on. Uh, like on, my, my on... senior year, I had my, you know, my high school girlfriend. I guess we had broken up at some point and I was. I'm sorry, man. Junior, junior year, I was, you know, unattached, so I had to ask somebody, which... Right. You kind of had to do the, the I had to show. do the whole thing. Yeah. I had to do the whole thing. Did you go to the most attractive female at your school to ask? Real, uh, what's up, girl? Real question. Did you ask somebody that you was in your group? Uh, it was a it was a girl... Fr- uh, it was a friend of somebody, of one of my friend's girlfriends. Okay. All right. Okay, so at least there was like a connection. So there was there some was, connection. Was so scene. she was going to have some. It wasn't like rando. We did not know each other. Gotcha. We knew of each other. It was not, there was nothing. We never hung out or anything, but yeah. she was good looking. And I said, okay, I, I'm going I'm to give it a shot. And God, whew, how tough was that? <laughs> I I went uh, as uh, dude. You are really uh, like you are moving oh, right I'm now. You are there. uncomfortable. I'm so there, because wow, dude. I I went to Hazelwood Central's homecoming or sweetheart dance or whatever. The the gal that lived at the street from me, like three or four houses up, she asked me to go with her, and I we were friends and we hung out, but we didn't hang out like my group didn't hang out with her group. She, you know, we didn't yeah combine the two groups. When we were ha- when I had people over at my house, she came down. When she had people over at her house, I went up there. But the two never intermingled, you know. Mm-hmm. So she asked me to go to this dance with her, and I was like, "Yeah, man, no problem. We'll go. We'll have a great time." And it was clearly a like, "Hey, I don't want to ask anybody. We know each other. We're cool with each other. Will you come just as a friend, and we'll hang out and party? Cool, great." And I went there, and I knew nobody at dinner. I knew nobody at the dance. I knew nobody at all. But because I worked at Finish Line. More people knew who I was than they knew who she was. was and it made the night awful because people finish were finish line famous. People oh, were coming no. up to me. People were coming up to me like, hey, what's up, finish line man? Da-da-da. And I would talk to my go, hey, what's up, man? Talk to them. And they'd go, Hey, who are you here with? As she's standing right and next to me. And she goes to, to your school. And you know she that? goes to that school. And I was like, ah, oh, this is the worst. Yeah, I remember picking this girl up. I borrowed my parents' car, picking this girl up. It was an, it was the whole Thing was awkward. Ah, oh, it sucked. Damn it. <laughs> Harkening back now, homecoming. I I couldn't tell you who the homecoming king or queen were. Did they do that at your school? Yep. Oh yeah, they sure did. Yeah, I think they did at ours too. I bet you, Tony, you remember still, like your senior year, uh, who the king and queen were. I think it might have been Matt Gibbs or John. Bernstein. Both I, well deserved. Yeah, Gibbs deserved it for sure. Yeah. Oh, Matt Gibbs deserved everything in the world. That dude was a sweetheart. That's like one of the nicest dudes on the entire planet. But uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it might have been him. I but hope yeah, it I mean, was, man. I remember that stuff. Ugh, Andy I, Meyer I won it sophomore remember. year. I remember he won. It was won. also I graduated in '96, so we're talking 26 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember seeing the crowning. I don't remember. I remember seeing. The I don't anymore. remember. But I, I, you know, I, you know why I remember because uh, the gals that we were with didn't like the color of her dress. Ha! Of course, rare. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. 
<laughs> it was something. I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask some about some more memories. You guys were talking about dinner. I don't remember the dinner. You go out with your tuxes and your yep. and your yeah. dresses, and you go to like a what a, a, a golden crowl or something. Like what, like what do you do? Uh, we went to, go to the nice we, restaurants like. Red Lobster. I couldn't tell Yeah, you. yeah. I was going to say, I didn't know where you are going with that. But, like, yeah, it's like this is where Applebee's, this is where TGI Fridays, like, thrived. I mean, like, they they were packed. You would call an Applebee's mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a Saturday night of a homecoming, and you'd go, hey, uh, do you have any room for a table of eight? And they'd go, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> no. We, we tried to go to the Applebee's one time for a homecoming dinner. And we were idiots and didn't have anything planned, so we were like, let's go to the Applebee's. We ended up having dinner at Taco Bell because Applebee's... Was uh, so yeah, this is where our Bennigans, uh, what you know, came into play. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. I, I don't I, remember if we went out. I know for prom we did not. We decided to make it a liquid dinner. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, see, that was not our scene either. So we didn't we didn't do any of that. We didn't do any of the parties. Yeah. Well, we had a party ourselves, but uh, well, yeah, we didn't do we didn't do any of that social stuff that you see in the movies. None of it. And nobody spiked the punch at the. Uh, I was probably in bed by 11.30. I didn't spike the punch because I didn't have anything to spike the punch with because it was already in my belly. So, <laughs> I mean, we would, sh- we would show up to dances, and as we were walking in from the parking lot, you would be walking in going, Dylan, get it together, man. Okay. We're getting kicked out you- together. <laughs> I know we did not get a limo. I know I knew parents splurge for limos. Oh. We, we only got a limo for one. Like, I remember, ah, did we even? Like, all right, parents, parents, how much are you spending... On your kid for homecoming. Oh man! See okay. homecoming. Wow. I do remember my daughter's. You going still have to this. get a dress, right? A but but limo for homecoming. Like let's relax a little bit for your prom. Go ahead, do that. But like, yeah, and if you want, you don't. You still don't have to. But for homecoming, homecoming's supposed to be the like, oh, you look nice. You look nice. Go have fun. See you later. You don't need a limo. You don't need any of that crazy, crazy stuff. You'll still see people that do that. Oh, of course, I, I, th- I think it's a different situation for seniors. If it's their last, you know, their last homecoming, I think parents splurge a little more. I don't know. I, uh, as I'm, far as being a parent goes, I remember I buying. To deal with that. For I remember buying dresses for my older two. Other than that, I don't. Think Not I'm, as extravagant as a prom dress. Oh no, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't remember the home. Can we reuse? Can we do prom. can we use the same dress for prom and home? Oh no. Chance. Might Don't you even float that <laughs> idea. Not a chance, but but <laughs> if you wear a dress to homecoming, Moon can wear it to prom. What do you mean? Trading with friends? Yeah. Oh, like siblings. Oh, smart. Yeah. I've seen that happen. I, I my senior year, I remember I went to my mom and dad and I said, Hey, I go, can can we go in on a limo for senior prom? And they said, uh no. Uh, and I said, oh, okay, well, that sucks. And then my mom goes, you could drive the Lexus. And I went, oh, Whoa. my God. Holy Dang. And the Lexus. They you gave me the Lexus. You guys had a name brand car? Me, me, and, my, me and my date for prom, we, we showed, showed up, up to Alexis, the huh? country club, whatever. I think it was Norwood, whatever whatever it is. We pulled up. I get out of the Lexus, and I remember thinking that I was the coolest dude ever. And then uh, the guy behind me, I had, like, a Range Rover. And I went, okay, he's yeah, cooler okay. than I am. Yeah, Lexus means, yeah, my kid goes to a private school. Yeah. It's very nice. Man, my, my oldest daughter, um, when she, I don't remember if it was homecoming or prom, but I do remember this because it was like the the fatherly moment where like it hits you and out at this uh, park and at a hotel taking pictures and stuff with her and her date. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at the picture going, oh my goodness, my daughter is a woman and this kid is a kid. 
because like the kid was wearing high tops, you know, and like boys that age just like look so like mm. fun and young yeah. or whatever. And all of a sudden, I realized like, oh my goodness, it looks so drastic. The contrast yeah. between her and him was so striking that that was like the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have a little girl anymore. Oh, Cam says instead of limos, people are renting expensive cars. Yeah, that's a thing now. And you show up in like you know, a I've Lambo. What's what's that? What's but that how do you app? Do that? I, I thought it was so difficult to oh, yeah. to rent cars under twenty one or under no, no, not with that app. Not now. with that app. Oh, my uh, buddy was just talking about yeah. that. We looked it up by us, and there are a bunch of really nice cars available. Wow. for rent. See, we rent, didn't have we didn't have any of those options back then because oh. it's basically Airbnb for luxury for cars. Yeah, yeah. Turo. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought that was for RVs. No, no. Turo's is like you cars. can get you can get oh, like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. RV one is different. There's, yeah, there's one can... for RVs. I thought that was look here. Yeah. I just so I just typed in it right now. Yeah. This is this is in our area. Brother, pull up in a Tesla. My, uh, once I get the tinted windows on my Geo Metro, I think it's gonna get rented <laughs> out pretty quick. It hasn't got rented out yet. Yeah, you, you'll hardly see that. Oh thing man, anymore. I can rent a Rav Four for eighty five bucks a day. Look at this. Hell you get yeah. a twenty seventeen Toyota Sienna for one fifteen a day. What's up? Ooh, yellow Porsche. Look at that thing. That Boxster. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, see, and look, like it tells you, like the, the five star rating, forty six people. Look in, look in my area, because there were some nice ones. Yeah, man, what a cool option for kiddos these days. Yeah, that's sweet. Look at that, Tesla pull, oh, pulling man. up in a brand new Bronco, all decked out. Oh. A Toyota, <laughs> a Sienna. Uh, let me see here. The Monster. Oh, a Kia Soul? Hell yeah. Oh, the Honda Whoa. Pilot. Let's do this. <laughs> no way, man. One of those foreign jobs. I like it. <laughs> oh, Land Rover. $980 a day. Dear Christ. I mean, what are you doing here? Well, that's a sick car, though. Look at that full tank of gas. Oh, well, oh, I one of those slingshots. slingshot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, the car tricycle. <laughs> Those are that cool would looking. be hilarious. Rolling, those are cool looking, that. but none of them have roofs, right? That's yeah, a summer vehicle. You put a chick in one of those, and they go, "My hair, ah, yeah. it's fine. We're showing up in a slingshot." I remember, uh, <laughs> I think it was my junior year, maybe or senior year. Um, I got to borrow a buddy's truck of mine, and it was just one of those beaters that barely ran, rusted out, kind of thing. And I, uh, I got to take that to prom. It was pretty awesome. That's I nice. don't, I don't, really good. I don't remember my transportation to any of the proms, but yeah. I do. I went out of my way to get we did not the goofiest one possible. I, I do know it. I do know exactly. Man, whatever. I know what? the, I know the vehicle that was <laughs> that we drove to homecoming. It was not a Boxster or, no. a, or anything like that. But now with, like with Turo, you could rent all that stuff. You get nice cars. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, you can couple, show up on a Maserati. Yeah, a couple Challengers, some Infinities, these big old Escalades. You have so many options. Yeah. Wow. Good to be alive, guys. Good to be alive. It is. Lucky kids. Yeah, so we'll do the parade today. Now, what if somebody... Oh, look at that. Look, go, back, go back up. Go back up. You see the... Uh, the no, no. Okay, one, one more. Uh, sorry, one more. Uh, the yeah, yeah, the extended express cargo van. Now, what oh, if a, what if yeah. a what if a high schooler rents your van? A boy rolls up in that uh, right for homecoming. I would go. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna pass. It's booked. Yeah. Sorry. It's a yeah. young Jeff Burton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a 1978 Porsche 928. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool, cool man. Too. Yeah, that's pretty bug. cool. The so best we'll thing is, I would love if it would be like a Toyota Cam, '99 Toyota Camry. We'll do the uh, we'll do the parade. I, I'll probably stay for the game a little bit. She's doing stuff, right? My daughter. Yeah, like she's well, involved she's, in the game. Yeah, she's yeah. something. <laughs> something. It's fine. I've never, and this is at Lafayette High School, and I've never, I've never been to a football game there, so 
Yeah. I'll see. We'll see what's happening. That's a nice hood. Yeah. I got a nice field over there. Sure, it's going to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah, dream amazing. night, man. That's My be dream, dream night. Weather's going to be gorgeous. Weather's going to be great. I tell you what, we're looking ahead, and fall is definitely here. Next yeah, weekend's going to be in the 60s. I was going to say, what I, I think next weekend, the highs in the mid-60s, and one day the low's going to be like 37. Well, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow is a new month. Tomorrow is October 1st. Oh, I thought you meant we were creating a new month. Oh, no, tomorrow, tomorrow is October. <laughs> so here are some things to look forward to in October. In sports, you got the MLB playoffs. That, that gets underway next week. World Series scheduled to begin October 28th. NHL season starts on the 7th. NBA season starts on the 18th. I tell you what, when it comes to sports, this is late September, October, man. These are some good... Good sports watching weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in movies, the mystery comedy Amsterdam, that'll be out this month. And the kids' movie Lyle Lyle Crocodile, that'll be out next Friday. Uh, that's also when the new Hellraiser drops on Hulu. Uh, the 13th installment of the Halloween franchise, Halloween Ends, comes out October 14th. And Ticket to Paradise with uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, which looks horrendous, okay. comes out <laughs> October 21st. Perfect. Uh, on TV, the new uh, season of SNL, that'll be on tomorrow night. Third installment of season 11 of The Walking Dead, that starts Sunday. 19th season of Grey's Anatomy returns October 6th. The new horror anthology, I haven't heard of this, Guillermo del Toro's Cabin of Curiosities, that hits Netflix October 25th. And uh, Scott's favorite, the BET Hip Hop Awards, that'll air this Heck coming Tuesday. Yeah. Finally, the holidays, everybody knows Halloween's on the 31st. But there's also International Coffee Day and International Music Day. That's tomorrow. National Taco Day, National Vodka Day, Tuesday. National Be Nice Day is Wednesday. International Beer and Pizza Day is the 9th. Indigenous Peoples Day is October 10th. National No Bra Day is the 13th. National Cat Day is the 29th. Yes. (laughs) Calm down. Okay, sorry. That's an exciting day. And uh, National Text Your Ex, I'm sorry, Text Your Ex Day is October 30th. There you go. Now you know. Now you know everything about next month. Yeah, rumor has it on uh, National Cat Day, Taylor Swift is dropping a new song. So keep an eye. I out actually for think that. her record does come out next month, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. If it National comes out on Cat National Day. Cat Day, that'd be hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, did you hear this? Uh, and this thing is, is making the rounds everywhere. Uh, this TikToker has gone viral for sharing his secret to figuring out whether a Chinese restaurant is actually good. Let me guess. It's like the crab rangoon or like nope. the egg rolls. Nope. This guy is sharing his secret to figuring out whether a Chinese restaurant is actually good. And his method applies to other cuisines, too. Basically, now this has to do with Yelp. Okay. And this is genius, and it makes so much so much sense. And for those of us who have done some traveling, especially over to Asia, it makes the most sense. So I'm looking at King Scott and looking at Moon here. This okay. will make total sense to you guys. So this TikToker says that you could find the best Chinese food restaurants by specifically looking for Chinese restaurants that get 3.5 stars out of five. Three and a half out of five stars? Three and a half out of five. If they get less... It's bad. If they get more, too many white people like them. 
Hmm. Now, what do I say? The best Chinese places are when you see actually Chinese people in them. Eating. 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 Yeah. Not working, eating. If they get more than five stars, yes, he says white people like them, there's too much emphasis on the service, and the food won't be authentic. Now, this guy's name is Freddie Wong. He says, quote, this is his, from his TikTok, the easiest way to find authentic Chinese food, assuming you're living in a major metropolitan area, is to go on Yelp and look for restaurants with 3.5 stars and exactly 3.5 stars. Not three, not four. Three and a half is a sweet spot for authentic Chinese food. Then to stress why, three and a half stars exactly, he first pulls up the Yelp page of P.F. Chang's with a 2.5 rating. He says it's obviously bad. Then he shows the Yelp page of a place called Din Tai Fung, a globally renowned Michelin star Chinese restaurant. Four stars. And he says, too many stars, too many white people like it. Service is too good. Food, not as good as it could be. Next, he shows... The Yelp pages of two local, authentic Chinese restaurants. 3.5 stars. He says the waiters are not going to pay attention to you. They're going to be rude, but it's going to taste better. And then he breaks down his theory as to why the three and a half stars. Why that rule? Cultural expectations for service are different in Asia. Totally. He specifically says service in Asia is less proactive than in the U.S. Quote, they're not going to come up to you. They're not going to just proactively give you refills. You are going to have to need, you're going to need to flag down the waiter. And he says people on Yelp are insufferable. They're dinging all these restaurants because the service is bad. Mm -hmm. They're not giving 3.5 rating. On the food. On the food. Gotcha. They're subtracting points because they think the service sucks. Yeah. Whereas that is right on par with how an Asian restaurant, especially in Asia, should be. Now, it's different for, for country to country. China is very, very different than Japan. Uh, Japan and, and them are very different than uh, Malaysia or um, the that whole section down there with the islands and things. It, it really does differ e- each time. But this has happened locally. I know a friend who's now a chef, actually. And we were going to a uh, a sushi place, a particular sushi place, and man, time and time again, the service was god awful. I mean, like noticeably awful. Right. And he constantly was like, "Hey, you're gonna meet me at so so and so place." I was like, "Dude, the service sucks." And he's like, "Man, this this is the best roll. This this is the best fish. Mm-hmm. The service does not matter. Who cares?" And honestly, he was totally right. When I started paying attention, there were better rolls, better, okay, so- better fish, awful. I mean, famously. What what this guy says here makes the most sense in the world. A good Yelp review doesn't mean it's a good restaurant. It means the restaurant is good at doing things that won't hurt their online rating. Mm -hmm. And he says that restaurants with higher ratings on Yelp typically offer bar service and limited menus, thereby minimizing their customers' risk of bad staff interactions. I, I remember I went to a uh, nicer restaurant and I was telling somebody that I was going to this nicer restaurant and they went, oh, well, if you don't have reservations, you're going to be waiting forever. They're slam packed and customer service isn't great. And I at first went, oh, great. This is going to be a terrible experience. And then I sat there for a minute and I went, they're probably so busy and service probably isn't that great. Because they're so busy, 
Because the food is damn good. And yeah. Why are they busy? And if you really like sushi, you really don't care about the service after you really think eat, about I it. I want to eat good. Yeah, I, I'm here for the best fish. I'm here for the best rolls. Look, I don't want people to be... I don't need an experience. I don't want people to be mean to me, and I don't want things to be dirty, and I, 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 I want to eat good. Yeah, but, but I, like, legitimately, we put so much emphasis on the experience, and unless it's, like, some big diner kind of thing or, uh, you know, like a big dine-out, surf and turf, whatever, like, I, you know, if I want an experience, I'm going to go to the city museum or the now, aquarium no, there or the are zoo. Restaurants I'm here for sushi. To. Just give me sushi. There are experiences you go to for the service experience. Sometimes, but 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 not sushi, unless you're doing, like, the sushi bar and you're watching the, the, the chef make it and that kind of stuff. I just, I'm here for some good old rolls. Poor service is a big reason why customers get annoyed enough to leave negative reviews on Yelp. If you look, if you go to Yelp and you look up a restaurant that's lowly, that's low rated, most of the time it's complaints about the service. Mm-hmm. And this is not just a, a, a Asian versus American kind of thing. This will happen in England. You go over to England and you go to a, a, a pub and you, as, you assume the same sort of uh, courtesies and those things are going to be afforded to you. Like you're going to be, you're going to be like bummed. You're going to be weirded out. Like, and then somebody- English people suck. He says this doesn't work on Google reviews. He says this is specifically for Yelp. Interesting. But Yelp is the king, right? Nobody does Google reviews. No Google. I'll Point sometimes cross-reference. You really will? You yeah. go, ah, 4-2 over here, but man. I'll cross-reference. 3-6 on Google. Really I'll cross-reference things. I, re- I really don't. But this will make me think This will make me think twice about, about skipping past the three-and-a-half star rating. Yeah, yeah. If I'm looking for a place to eat. I So, so... I say I don't look, but, like, I'll go into Yelp. If I'm going to a brand-new restaurant, I'll go into Yelp, and I'll click on it, and, and I just look at the, the overall number, and then I look at the—I I, want to say the positive reviews, but, like, somebody say, like, dude, you guys got to get the crab cakes as an appetizer. Or like that. I look for that. But if somebody says, like, my plate was dirty and there was two hairs in my water, I don't care. Oh, I, dirty I plate, I'm don't Karen. care. You do? Dirty plate? Well, huh? it was one time somebody accidentally got a smudge well, on the plate. Well, then that'll make me out. start. That'll make me start reading the other reviews. See, and I don't want to do that. I want stars. my. I want my experience. Yeah, high stars or low stars. I, if I'm gonna do, if I'm even looking at this thing, I'm scrolling to try to find the very first one star, and I want to read what their good or reasons bad. are. Good or bad. I, I don't know if it's bad or good. I, I will look. I'll look at the ratings. Most of the time, the one stars though are not well. They're not good reviews. They're not. They're not uh, well thought things. There, there's some ridiculous complaint about something that really is probably not going to affect me. It's rarely like a well put together sentence of multiple things and blah 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 blah. And here's the reasoning why in one star. But everything's I, taken with a grain. It's somebody trying to hurt somebody. I kind of look at it the same way that I look at music and I look at movies and TV shows. I'm going to love some TV show. You're going to hate that TV show. I can write a glowing review about it, and you could write a poo poo review. But on don't it. tell me a place is dirty because that's that's universal. Yeah, a buddy of mine, he repairs stuff for kitchens. And oh, so, boy, I bet he's got some stories. Oh, man, he does. But the nice thing is he told me, because I love Chinese food, and he's like, okay, here's where you go on all of uh, Boulevard, because I live close there, and we always, we're going there all the time, and there's some there's of our some favorite spots. Places. He's like, do not go to this place. It is horrendous in the kitchen. It's so gross. Well, there are some great places by you. Yeah. And uh, but he's like, here's the a few spots that are extremely clean and amazing behind. The door. <laughs> well, give me that list. Yeah, yeah. if you got if you got as far as uh, a trusted confidant, that's that that trumps everything. Yeah, it makes uh, it makes it way it better. Makes all that trumps <laughs> that trumps everything. I, I will and, say, man, the, the the place that we were impressed with mostly recently uh, that was a that was a sushi place. 
was not the cleanest looking place. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like dirty. I'm just talking about like old, weird furniture. Yeah. And you're kind of like, ah, oh, man. Like, it's fine as long as the food's good. The food was, even my kids were like, hey, this is the best sushi we've had in a couple of years. Yeah. Another, another big food news. Uh, remember when full, you know, when full grown adults were acting all proud about their hashtag adulting? Remember that was a big thing? I'm adulting. Oh, you mean like if somebody made dinner for their family and there was plates and they sat <laughs> at the table and ate dinner, yeah. people would go hashtag adulting. Yeah, you'd have to take a picture and go hashtag adulting. Adulting is so hard. Looks like that trend is is it's done a pretty much 180. Uh, McDonald's is about, is about to start selling adult Happy Meals. They'll hit the menu next Monday, and uh, yes, you get a toy. Yep. There are two types, one with a Big Mac fries and a drink and one with a 10-piece McNugget. The toys are weird, though, and maybe not something you'd actually want. They've partnered with some fashion brand called Cactus Plant Flea Market. And you get one of four figurines of the uh, Hamburglar, Grimace, Birdie, and a weird new one called Cactus Buddy. They're like old-school McDonald's toys, but with with four eyes. Uh, They're marketing them as Happy Meals for adults, but they're technically called Cactus Plant Flea Market Meal Boxes. Lame. And they'll hit, what, what is this in conjunction with? I don't know. They'll hit they'll hit participating locations on Monday and run through October. Um, I don't know why they're doing this. I When I first saw them post about this, I low-key went, oh, okay, this is for stoners. Oh, I think it's they're, an, go, they're going think, after Jack in the Box. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it's all goofy. Like, have you seen the toys yet? No. They're, they almost look terrifying. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I don't though. know if it's that they're going for the nostalgia thing. Maybe. I mean, because we're the... We're the Happy Meal generation, right? Didn't that start in the 70s? Yeah, they're also, there's a rumor they're also bringing back those Halloween Happy Meal pills that look whoa, like jack-o'-lanterns. Whoa, Yeah, okay. I see. See, they're pretty cool, man. It really is. Like, you, you're dizzy. Wow. Well, they come, and they come, again, they're called cactus plant flea market meal boxes. They're not implicitly called Happy Meals. Right. Whoa, but I, they come in the box that looks like a Happy Meal. Am I this tired? If you if you look at those things, I start feeling dizzy. I I, I feel yeah. like I feel like the graphic is messing with me. <laughs> so that's I mean that's I mean it's, yeah. so you get you get either a Big Mac or a ten piece chicken nugget, a fry and a drink. And I mean that's I mean that's you order that meal. They're just those meals exist today. They're just putting it in a box with a goofy stoner toy. So yeah. there's four toys there. Can you name more than two? Grimace. Yeah. Birdie. Birdie. Oh, Birdie. I don't know. Hamburglar. And this is whatever you said, the yeah, Cactus Jack or whatever? Cactus. Cactus uh, Timmy? Cactus Buddy. Cactus so, Buddy. Well, without, cactus buddy. W- without the press release, would we be able to know? I, I Easily. Would Grimace. I would do Grimace, Grimace and Hamburglar for I sure. I know Birdie. I don't know what that is. I didn't but know Birdie. Yeah, I could have probably, I would have guessed Birdie mistakenly. But here's what I was thinking. If you want to do an adult Happy Meal yeah. and you want to put a, a an item in there, a toy, yeah, I don't want one of those. No. Why not? Those you put, you like put a toy I want something more fra- You know what I want? Get a tire gauge. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Which hey, that would be that would be hysterical. A key chain. You do one of two things. <laughs> no, Riz. I want something that's practical. <laughs> Ibuprofen. <laughs> you do one of two things. You put like a mini tape measure in there, or like an extra thing of shoelaces, yeah. like an adult <laughs> a thing. lighter. Yeah, a lighter. That's a good one. Uh, McDonald's or, branded nail clippers. Or what you do is you put you put literally. Stamps. <laughs> You literally put those 1980s toys in there. Yeah. Like, oh, like the McNuggets that you dress up. 
Like, you put those toys in there. The folks that are adults that would order this, you put the toys that they got as kids in No, there. no. If we're doing adult Happy Meals, we need to do adult things. We need to put adult things. You know what we should put in there? Like, uh, that strap you put on glasses that hang around your neck. <laughs> like, that those That would nice. be cool. Or uh, tweezers. Or those things you put around the keychain so they don't sink in the uh, lake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tweezers, like that. that's a good one. Uh, the big foam thing? Yeah, the little yeah. foam, <laughs> foam keychain. <laughs> yeah, the foam keychain. <laughs> Oops, drop my keys. No worries. McDonald's. A travel truth, uh, a travel toothbrush. Be great. Put that in there. I mean, in all reality, and I know you're you're being silly, but like putting a McDonald's tumbler in there. Tumbler. Yeah, but like That's a cheap, like I'm talking about a cheap one, man. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about one that you know, like a, a solid, tumbler. like hey, how you doing? I'm talking a a small one that fits twelve ounces of drink that you're never going to use, but you put that in there. I bet some people would actually use that. Yeah, I mean, he's right. If if that was the collectible, it was the tweezers and the nail clippers and the travel toothbrush mm-hmm. and all that. Make I could have adult. a Mc, I could have a McDonald's branded bathroom in no time. Make an adult. Make it a true adult thing. Stamps. <laughs> I like that one. What if you get it? What Practical. if you get it? It's just a dollar in there. <laughs> Fine. Just a dollar bill. Uh, the Mexican pizza is uh, is is back at Taco Bell. After fans forced their hand by eating so many during a limited release in May, now Taco Bell's trying to catch, uh, I guess, lightning in a bottle by bringing back another item. So they just announced they're bringing one back. We don't know what that is. Two options. They're letting fans vote. The first one is the double-decker taco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Bring ah. that back. <laughs> what the heck is that? Bring that back. It's a soft taco. Ready? Here we go. Do uh, you have a description? I do. It's a soft taco with beans. And then you put a hard taco on it. You fold it up so the soft taco then hugs the hard taco, right. and then it's a regular yeah, taco. It's inside. a regular hard taco. I thought with, they already had that. It's gone. It's been it, gone for a long time. So it's, it's a regular hard taco with a tortilla pasted around it using refried beans like an edible adhesive. Debuted in 95, got rid of it in 2019. The other option is the Enchirito. I don't know what that is. That first hit the menu it's back only, in 1970. It's a, it's a taco that's an inch long. Got pulled in 2013. It's an enchilada burrito mashup, basically a wet burrito filled with beef, oh. beans, onions, covered in sauce. An inch long burrito, though, a little bite sized burrito. An inch burrito. <laughs> an inch burrito. Yeah, an inch yeah, burrito. Hey, would be listen brilliant. to me right now, everybody that's voting. You want the double decker taco because this <laughs> looks awful. Like a like a uh, like a pizza roll, you know, like but Taco Bell inch burrito. An inch burrito. And it's this big. <laughs> Uh, the double decker taco I remember great. was pretty good. Delicious. Yeah, that just seems like a, more of a potential mess. What the enchilado? No, uh, no, 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 no. The, the no, the double decker's good. It's although, not, not although, a chance. Although maybe that's what is maybe that's built for me because I do like the crunch. I don't like the spill of Dude, a hard hard taco. Yeah. So and this is hundred percent for you. Yeah. So this is just like this. this is for you. It's an edible bag. The best is when they used to when that used to be in its heyday. Okay, when the double decker taco was on the menu and on the value menu, they came out with a cheesy double decker taco, which it was the beans and also nacho cheese, and it was delicious. Wow, that was a bit more messy, wasn't it? It was because you took a bite and the cheese kind of went bloop. So yeah. hey, ba- I uh, um, back in the 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 day when I was drive through and darn near everything, I remember that value menu, menu was like twenty nine, forty nine, fifty nine cent. Whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, they had tacos. a pretty good value menu. What, what is their value menu now? Like, what, what's uh, A hard taco right? is like a dollar forty nine, and a soft smoke. taco is like a dollar sixty. Okay, so if you want to vote on one of these things, you, you gotta be a Taco Bell Rewards member. You could vote once a day through the app between now and October sixth. 
reveal the results next Friday. The winner will return to the menu sometime soon. Taco Bell is bringing back their $10 Taco Lovers Pass for one day only next Tuesday. You buy a pass on their app next Tuesday, and you get a free taco a day for the next 29 days. That value menu was amazing, though. What was it? Was it 39 49 59 cent? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's great. cheap They had two beats. of them, too, didn't they? they had taco like- Bell was great if you're on a budget. Uh, taco for 49 cents, Supreme Taco for 79 cents, and a big beef taco for 99 cents. Oh, it was 49 was the lowest? 49 cents was the lowest. Oh. That was in 1994. I remember that. Man. Yeah, back, uh, there was a ton of those restaurants that had the great, great value milk. McDonald's had their do- dollar yeah. menu Dude, for a long time. When we first started touring, uh, we were we were touring in a van, and we lived off the dollar menu. And I don't mean, like, we ate it a lot. I mean, like, we ate it every meal. Every day, because that's all we had. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. We lived that. on the dollar menu. My first year in L.A., uh, the job I, I went out there to get, they ended up going on a hiring freeze, so I didn't get it for about six months, so it kind of set my finances in You're on a budget. Whirlwind. And uh, so the 99-cent bean and cheese burrito with green sauce from Del Taco was my food every day. I got one. I could eat one thing a day for a that's while. That's it. McDonald's didn't give that? you any uh, dollar menu uh, uh, coupons for doing that commercial? Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, yeah, Scott yeah. did a McDonald's commercial back in the day. Mm-hmm. You could watch it on his sizzle reel. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's crown the official Craigslist Freak of the Week. So John Patrico was here. He was here yesterday. We had three brand new ads. Uh, you guys voted for your favorite ad, and one of these ads moving on to the next round of the Freak of the Year playoffs, which, dude. We need to figure out when we're going to start. I told playoffs. you today was the day that I was going to do it. So t- today is the day that I will figure out when the playoffs start because it's probably within two or three weeks, if not maybe even next week. Uh we'll it, find out. We'll find out. We usually start. Yep. I'll, first, I will find. Week of October. I will find out. You know what? I will find out during the commercial break. Okay. All right. So based on your votes, here's how it all shook out. In. Third place with 13.6% of your vote. It was nominee number one, Simon and Schuster. Uh, that's the guy that did not care about what was inside of the boot. He wanted you in a Doc Martin boot to basically stomp the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. I want you to boot stomp the hell out of me. It's an indescribable sensation of pain and pleasure. But your dad didn't say the word indescribable. He said something else. Really? And I'm hungry, my mama. He said I don't another remember. word. Yeah, I'll he, have to he did, listen. He, did, he said uh, indesirable. Indesirable. Which <laughs> All right. in the context does not make any sense whatsoever, but okay. I noticed that too. Trust me, Riz. It's is this fun. the ad from New Zealand? That was Germany. This okay, German. whatever the ad is from New Zealand, it, when when because I send the ads to my dad, he reads them the night before, and then did, I had to explain to this man how to say Auckland 35 to 45 times. Yeah, our runner-up was from Auckland, New Zealand. He put a J in there at some point. He was like, Jacqueline? I'm like, what? Where? Uh, Runner-up, 17.9% of your vote from Auckland, New Zealand. It was Clay Mistaken. I don't remember this ad. Clay Mistaken was the guy that, it was the mistake child? Is that what it was? This was the the guy whose girlfriend or wife Uh, is pregnant, about to give birth. Right. They are very well known in the FET community, so... The wife has given permission for the husband to go out and get themselves a new sex life. My and favorite part about that whole ad is that if she feels up to it, she might use you too. Yeah, and he says, don't email back asking you for certain things. The answer is already yes. All right. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, your official 
Craigslist Freak of the Week with 68.5% of your vote. It was nominee number three. Here is Tootie and the Blowfish. I need to hear you. Man for man, 29 years old, Toronto, Canada. What I want is something that I know you can help me out with, and there is almost nothing that you have to do. All I am looking for is someone to let me listen to them use the boys' room. Doesn't matter what you have to do in there. I just want to listen. I never want to see or even if you just sent me sounds of it through your phone that will work. You'll start by saying Theo and let it go. <laughs> Number one, R2. It's what I need to get myself to the edge. I can't even get close without this anymore. I tried to find other things I am into, but this is it. I prefer dark or skinny Asian men, but beggars can't be choosers. Be over the age of 18 and please send me a picture if you are interested. Email with any questions. This is pretty basic and pretty simple. I can offer nothing in return. <laughs> I love that line. I can offer nothing in return. All right. You know what? I like the honesty, though. So do I. Don't expect anything because I have nothing. There you go. 2D and the Blowfish, your official Craigslist Freak of the Week. And that is brought to you by Copper Fire Bar and Eatery in Belleville uh, from O'Fallon, Missouri. Mel James is our... Hey, yeah, Mel. Mel uh, says that uh, she has been a solid Rich Hill listener for as long as she could remember. Uh, Mel says the Rich Hill has always made her commute to work a little less daunting. Uh, she says listening to the Rich Hill feels like sitting around with friends and family. Sometimes she even talks back to radio like she's in the room. Well, you need professional help. <laughs> uh, Mel James from O'Fallon, Missouri, is our team Riz member of the day. It's super sweet team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up, 1057thepoint.com slash team Riz. Hey, it's Riz, and uh, can I park here for a second? I just want to thank you for listening to the Riz Show podcast. Every day, thousands of listeners, just like you, from across the St. Louis area and beyond, download our podcast to catch up on the latest show shenanigans. The Rachel listeners are amazing and love supporting our sponsors and business partners. If you or anyone you know owns a business and you'd like to learn more about having your business featured on this podcast, go to 1057thepoint.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and hit advertise with us. We'd love to have you become part of the Riz Show family. All right, podcast weirdos, it's Riz here with Pat from Mattress Direct, and it's amazing how far mattress technology has come from when I was a kid. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. Even when I was uh, starting out in the mattress business, there was, you know, a dozen models to pick from, and they were all fine, and everybody just dealt with it, right? Today, we've got the advancement in hybrid technology, cooling memory foam, stuff that takes the pressure off your body, improves circulation, so you stay asleep longer and sleep deeper, wake up feeling better, mm -hmm. right? One of my my new jobs is designing and developing mattresses with the guys at the Campbell Mattress Factory. They let me help on this Relaxopedic mattress. It's got built-in lumbar support. It's like the cooling memory foam that you see on TV, but it's like half the price. And it's like having good arch supports in your shoes, but for your whole back, it fits right to the curves of your body. Yeah, you're not sleeping well. And your mattress is probably the cause of you not sleeping well. You're waking up, you're in a bad mood, nobody wants to be around you. Get a new mattress. Yeah, man, we love the easy button, but instead of taking a pill, let's do a better night's sleep and sleep better so you feel better. And you'll just enjoy your life a whole lot more no and matter it's, what. It's going to pay off. 
Go see one of the sleep specialists at any Mattress Direct location, stlmattressdirect.com, stlmattressdirect.com. Hey, it's Moon for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Let me tell you about our good friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Locally and family owned since 1976 and today, the area's largest retailer of tires and expert auto service. Now through September 30th at all 42 store locations, Dobbs is celebrating its 46th anniversary and they want you to drive in today to help them celebrate by saving money. Click on go to Dobbs.com for details about all their money-saving anniversary deals on quality tires and expert auto service. Valuable deals to help you keep your family vehicles in top conditions on the roads as we head into fall. No matter what you drive, car, light truck, van, SUV, hybrid, or EV, the Dobbs team of experienced tire technicians and ASE certified associates service them all. Click on go to Dobbs.com right now and check out the Dobbs great 46th anniversary deals on the best tire brands already being sold at the lowest prices in town guaranteed and their anniversary specials on expert auto service too always close by don't miss out for Dobbs 46th anniversary specials visit go to Dobbs.com today Dobbs 46 extraordinary years serving the greater St. Louis area and they're still growing they'll be opening their 43rd store in Columbia Missouri before the end of the year count on the Dobbs team of friendly and professional associates to take care of your family's vehicles and be sure to click on go to Dobbs.com for your Dobbs 46th anniversary specials and save today This is Ben Bailey, and you are listening to The Rizzuto Show. Have fun. Keep laughing. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. Mick Ultra Studio Camps, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz, the socials. At R-I-Z-Z Show, your emails, rizshow at 1057thepoint.com. Friday fail stories happening today. Rule of fake results happening today. Also, we got comedian... Nimish Patel coming in. He's at uh, Healing Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Uh, the 7.30 shows for both nights sold out. Tickets for his 10 o'clock shows for tonight and tomorrow are available. This guy, SNL writer, discovered by Chris Rock. I think he's Chris Rock's opener. Oh, gotcha. Uh, writer for the Academy Awards. Uh, producer, Quite I think, on Samantha B's show. Quite prolific. Yeah. This dude is funny. And hell of a story, too. He did a show at Columbia University, and they basically shut the microphone off on him because he was too controversial. Hmm. Which, if you look at this guy, you go, "This guy controversial," hmm. but I'm, I'm sure he's got a, I'm sure he's got a lot to say about it. Oh, he was telling offensive jokes. That's what it was, offensive jokes. Uh, Got to shout out the Man of Many Hats sponsor for the final time this week. Thank you so much. Anton's Air Conditioning yeah. and Heating. Thank you, man. If you're uh, watching the webcams, you'll see on Cardboard Cutout Jeff's head, the Anton's Air Conditioning and Heating Hat. They do heating, air conditioning, indoor air quality stuff, mold treatment, home insulation, water treatment, energy audits, duct cleaning, ceiling, and geothermal, and uh, a lot more services to come with those guys. And they have a, um, I guess, a special going on this month. So last day for it. Get the furnace tuned up for $79.99 for non-club members at Anton's Air Conditioning and Heating. Anton's HVAC.com. Thank you so much for your 
Very generous donation to Kids Rock Cancer. And uh, we have a couple weeks open, by the way, as far as the Man of Many Hats goes. So if you have a if you have a business and you want some uh, some advertising on the Riz Show and also do a good thing, you know, by making a donation to Kids Rock Cancer, this is a great way to get your business on the number one morning show. Yeah, it is. In the St. Louis area. And mentioned at the very minimum twice a show. Yeah. On camera. Four hours. The, the, the yeah, whole the show. The entire show. I know uh, advertising on this uh, on this particular radar program could be quite expensive, but this is a great way to get your company on the Riz show on kind of the cheap. Yeah, for sure. You know what's funny, Riz, is like you say, like, oh, the advertising on this show can be... There are people, and I'm sure you have this too, like somebody will text you a buddy that owns a business and be like, hey, man, how much to do advertising on your show? I text back, and it blows people's minds. I go, I have not the slightest idea, and that is by design. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't want to be that guy that's well, like, that's ah, 100 bucks, And then they call, and they're like, that's ah, $100,000. I hate to say, like, oh. you, know we are? you know what we are? Beachfront property. I'm just saying. You're darn right. <laughs> hey, I like that. You're darn right. <laughs> Got to pay a premium for these ratings. Mm-hmm. But it's a great way to get your uh, get your business onto the Riz Show and do a great thing as well by making that donation to Kids Rock Cancer. Ask the point at 1057thepoint.com for all the details. Ask the point at 1057thepoint.com. Yeah, you got a small business or a new business that you know a little bit of advertising go a long way. Like this, this is your this is your chance. This and is these, it. these kind of chances don't happen. Nope. So we got a couple weeks open, so maybe get your business. All you have to do is drop off a hat. But yeah. Get all the details. Ask the point at 1057thepoint.com. Write us an email, and uh, the sales department will will be sure to get back to you. All right, today is September the 30th. Back in the day, 95 years ago, 1927, Babe Ruth hits his 60th home run of the season. I remember it well. Yep, he holds that, that single-season home run record for 34 years until <laughs> Roger Maris breaks it in 1961. 67 years ago, 1955, actor James Dean dies in a car wreck. How old was James Dean when he died? Ooh, I'm gonna say 24. I was gonna say 27. No, he was he was younger. He was not a 27 club member. Yeah, he was I, I, he okay. was dude. He was like maybe 23 or 24. 24. Max. Didn't 24. he only have like eight movies? Oh, less. Yeah, I was gonna say like everybody like talks about him like the greatest actor. That yeah, but he, too, so he was like he was, no, he was right just, about to hit. Yeah, he was just like he was super getting, cute, talented. Yeah. All I mean, and he Rebel was, Without a Cause is rad. It's a pretty good movie. Is it? I uh, see. I always yeah. thought it was one of those that like everybody talks about. But. I never saw it. I mean, it's it's just interesting, but the it's just I guess also it's cool because it's you know L.A. at that point in history. Oh, okay. So it looks really neat, and but the night fight is really cool in it. The car race or the car battle at the end is uh, pretty wild. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of those guy cut down right before he was about to be super super started. Yeah. yeah. So a River but Phoenix. He had, he kind had of the thing. I was gonna say he a River Phoenix. A, great actor. a River Phoenix slash Heath Ledger type of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Heath had a lot. Heath had a, a lot, bunch of lot stuff more under his belt than this guy did. Okay. But, um, yeah, so well, how did he pass again? Was it a car accident? A car accident. Yeah. Was he on a motorcycle? No, no. in a sports car. Yeah, in a sports yeah, car. Yeah, I always assume he was on a motorcycle just because of all the photos. Yeah. No, you it was know, on all the famous photos. Was it, it's a red, was it a red yeah. Porsche? Isn't it like yeah, a, br- wasn't it, was it a brutal br- accident too? Yeah. Like, it was like gnarly. Like the de- like they're, they've, I think just a couple years back, they released some of the details about the accident and it's like, yeah. Uh, 62 years ago, 1960, the Flintstones premieres on TV. On TV. Uh, 31 years ago, 1991, Jerry Springer show premieres. 24 years ago, 1998, Britney Spears landed, releasing her debut single, Baby One More Time. 
And five years ago today, 2017, Let's Make a Deal host Monty Hall dies at the age of 96. And that's what happened back wow. in the day. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. And it's all brought to you by Bright House Plumbing Company. Call the best, flush the rest, 636-600-0188. So just because Bruce Willis retired after his diagnosis doesn't mean that we've seen the last of him. Sort of. And this is terrifying to me. And I know this is a good thing for him. Oh, boy. But this is scary. Are you telling me he's doing, like, the circuit? Like, Comic-Cons and things? He sold his rights to his image to an artificial intelligence company called Deep Cake. Oh, It's unclear what? if he did this after learning of his diagnosis oh, wow. or before. So, basically, there will be a digital twin of Bruce that can be used to make new movies. So, you know how good the deep fakes are now. Yeah. You know Just what? check out the Tom Cruise deep fakes. Those are... You know what? And I'm... And I'm totally okay with this because if you are, if you're selling it and your estate or whatever it is, is going to make some money or whatever. And if they're, if they start making movies like that, as long as it's hologram Bruce Willis, you know what I mean? As long as it's marketed and we're not being fooled or tricked, which I'm assuming putting it into the market like this kind of sets up that structure well, of, I'm sure. I'm sure there are some parameters. So here's, so here's the deal. Here's but the but deal. at least, it, at least, it sets up a legitimacy yes. to that. So crap. They took film. They took they took clips from Die Hard and from The Fifth Element. That's the Bruce they took from, because they said that it was in his prime Bruceiness, bald, and his prime Bruceiness as old school Bruce. Okay, they took clips from that and they made this. Now here's what's crazy. The good thing is his estate has final say. His estate has so they final get to say, say. Yes or no? They get to watch everything and go. Nope, we don't want that. Yes, that's right, good to right, go. Right, right, right. But here's the quote that said that made me go. Did he agree to this before or after he got diagnosed with this? He says it's a great opportunity for me to go back in time. I can communicate, work, and participate in filming even while I'm on another continent. Yeah. Okay. So that makes me think he did this before he even got diagnosed with this thing. I see what oh, you're saying. I don't know. I'm just, I just appreciate the fact that there's some framework being built around it because if you know it'll set a precedent. Te- yeah, mm-hmm. technology can get out of hand so quickly. Yeah. Uh, Stevo, friend of the Riz Show, Stevo has done his fair share of crazy stunts, and he regrets absolutely nothing. Eh, or does he? There are some stunts he's ashamed of. And ashamed. You would, right. That's what I thought. And you would think it'd be like, I mean. The dude has done crazy things with his yeah. wiener out and and did, stuff with his butt and all kinds of crazy stuff. Did he talk about that a little yeah, bit on did. our show? He did. Not like this. He says, quote, the only thing he regrets is wasting first responders' time. Uh, he said, those are the stunts that I regret. Is wasting first like responders' time. Like having, having a call out fire ambulance. Mm-hmm. Or, or even have like a silly dumb stunt, but you have to have medical on site. He's like, I'm wasting that dude's time. He could be saving somebody's life, but instead he's pulled and he's here watching me light my kneecaps on fire. You know, mm-hmm. he also says that the dumbest thing he ever did was mess, mess around with rocket fuel. Oh, that'll melt your skin. He said it created uh, uh, severe burns and he had to have skin graft surgery on 15% of the body. Oh, oh my goodness. God. He yeah, says that, that rocket fuel. He, and, Oof. and he says that's not even the worst part about all of it. The worst part about all of it is he says if he would have went to the hospital right away, it probably would have been fine. But he waited five days to go to the hospital. Oh, man. And he said it was the worst five days of his life. He's got a new book coming out called A Hard Kick in the Nuts. Wait, is that the thing that that happened when he was burning, when he had that big bubble, uh, all the big blisters and bubbles? I'm not 100% sure. Do you remember that? Oh, man. When he was on the show, he talked about, I guess, the thing that he, uh, 
something like his dad was disappointed in something. No, no, no. He did not do he the stunt. He did not put the and car Ryan, up his butt. And Ryan Dunn did the stunt. Because oh, because he, he was thinking of his dad. He said, my the yeah. one thing that my dad would not, yeah. and my dad didn't care what I did, but that he would have been upset with. He wouldn't so put he the, tar- the toy the car up his car, butt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, I know, Riz, you probably know the answer to this, Moon. I don't know if you do or not. Uh, I said a talk show host is leaving after seven years. Do you know who I'm talking about? A talk show host leaving after seven years. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Steve Harvey's mustache. Nope. Well, Riz, you know the answer, right? Scott, do you know the answer? I have no clue. Seven years. Seven, Seven years. years he's been do- He has been doing oh, this show. Seth. No. No. Oh, no. talk show. What am I thinking? I, the show for some has been I was on for over show. 25 years. I was thinking game show. The show has been on for over 25 years. He is a relatively new host. Obviously, he's done it for seven he years. Stand-up comedian. One, two. Just came by. Uh, just came oh, into town. Uh, the uh, third host. Noah? Yeah. Trevor Noah really? is oh, leaving Trevor the Daily Noah. Show. Yep, okay. he said it's been one of the greatest challenges and one of the greatest joys of my life. I love trying to figure out how to make people laugh, even when my stories are particularly crappy on the worst days. I'm not disappearing. Don't worry. If I owe you money, I'll still pay you. That was a bad first guess. I thought for some reason I was thinking game show. No, but yeah, yeah you he's, don't think he's taking off. You don't think uh, talk show? That, it's and, it's and a talk show though. It is. It is. You know. You, know, you don't think a Daily Show when you when you hear talk show, but it right. is. Uh, so we talked about the uh, the home from a very popular TV show, and Riz, I put the theme in there if you want to hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the home of Will Byers from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things sold for twice the listed price, okay? So it was listed at $300,000, and a guy bought it $600,000 cash, oh, and he bought it. Nice. And the plans I were... I know what he's going to do. The plans were he was going to flip it into an Airbnb Stranger yeah, Things-themed that's, that's home. that's what I would assume. So the house is in Hawkins quote-unquote Hawkins, Indiana. It's actually in Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, 1,800 square foot, three-bedroom, two-bath, full rehab home. I mean, this thing is falling apart. It's on a huge lot. So there's a lot of parking for haunted house customers. And people are thinking that they're going to make this a haunted house. However, if they want to advertise this, they cannot use Stranger Things at all. No, yeah. They can't say upside down. They can't say Will Byers. They could say nothing because... Guess how we learned about this? A roller rink in Albuquerque where they filmed a lot of the roller rink scenes for Stranger Things, tried to do it, and were sued and well, shut down. Was licensed. So this guy That's bought it. Somebody else's property. And they asked him, he goes, I'm going to turn this into a themed Airbnb. And already the people from Stranger Things goes... That's fine. Just be careful. Yeah, you can you can still theme, but he just can't use any of the license right. stuff for advertising. Right. Hey, uh, so that that brings up a question, because um, I saw the inside uh, as far as the the listing goes, and it was a crap hole for sure. Like it was a terrible place. But did they film inside? Did they actually film inside, or was that a sound stage? And it was just I thought the they face. said they only used the exterior. Oh, so it's just the face shot of of. That's the... what I thought they said. I think they built the. They would have built it on a stage, but it probably looks identical to inside. But the way they did the walls and all the effects and stuff like that had to be on a soundstage. Wow. Hmm. So they're going to have to read. He's going to rehab this thing to make it look old and dumpy anyway. Yeah. Uh, Okay, check this out. New music out this weekend. Uh, Intergalactic from Kid Cudi. The End So Far from Slipknot. Crazy Times from Sammy Hager and The Circle. And The Machine Still Kills Fascist from Dropkick Murphys. That's new music out. Also, we're getting new music out. From Godsmack. They've delivered a new single. It's called Surrender. There's a clip in it there for you, Riz, if you want to take a listen. Yep. Okay. What is it listed under? Uh, I believe it says Shoes. No, Godsmack. Uh, Godsmack. Godsmack. <laughs> I don't know if you know that's not it. Oh, wow. 
way. <laughs> All right. It turns out fans can get better. That's good. Oh. <laughs> All right, Scott. Here's new Godsmack. Okay, perfect. That sounded like Foo Fighters. Uh, that song will be on their new album, which will also be their last album. If they have confirmed, or at least Sully has confirmed, that this is the end for Godsmack. Uh, also, hey, by the way, Scott has made it abundantly clear he does not like Godsmack. Clear, very no, clear. I yes. said, ah, oh, when they said this is the last album. <laughs> uh, we all remember the song Damn It by Blink-182, right, Riz? Sure. It says Damn It Blink if you want to remind people. Okay. This is familiar. It takes me right back. About 93 seconds ago, familiar, huh? Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. We all know that song. Uh -huh. A band called Ballyhoo released their cover of that song today, and it's a little, got a reggae feel to it. It's actually really cool. Okay, here is... Ballyhoo. <laughs> here is Ballyhoo. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll actually play it. All right. Yes. I, I thought you were going to skip out, man. I like it. I think I got your number. Come on, man. I like that. You showed some real strength there, sticking with that. All right. Here's the real thing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, That'd be kind of cool, though, right? Sure. We know where this is going. Uh, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> announced on Thursday that he'd be releasing a covers album of soul and R&B classics. It's called Only the Strong Survive. It's uh, it's going to be like a cover album, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's got 51 songs. Wow. It's like a rancid record. 51 songs. And it's got uh, Aretha Franklin, the Commodores, and more. Uh, he, he's, he's sharing songs left and right here online if you want to go check it out. Uh, but I also think that this is crazy. David Bowie, his 1971 album Hunky, Dor Hunky Dory. Uh, there's a new box set that's coming out to ce celebrate all of this. It's all going to be great. 48 unreleased tracks. Dang. 48 unreleased tracks, a 100-page hardback photo book, and a 60-page replica of Bowie's notebook loaded with a set list, handwritten lyrics, and more, all included in this box set. He seems set. like a particular artist. Was there somewhere where he said, you can do this? You know, like the unreleased tracks thing? Or these these things that he signed uh, off no, that the I label didn't, didn't release. Ah, see that? Oh, that gray area bothers me, y'all. I think it might have been off the air, but I think we were talking about Avenged Sevenfold and how they haven't put out anything lately. Like, they kind of went away. Uh, we just got word they've got new album coming out sometime soon. They just wrapped up the record, so we'll be getting it, hopefully, they're saying, by the end of 2022. So, Avenged Sevenfold fans, lucky you. You know, as far as the David Bowie stuff goes, you know, his, his wife is Amon, mm -hmm. and I'm sure she's got control of the estate. He's got kids. They have to get their approval on all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Well, do they? I would think. Well, how so? It has nothing to do with fam family. Didn't sign a record contract. But they become... No, they're, they're just a, they're executors of the estate, so if there's a money owed, it's going to go to them, but they don't get the I, decision power. Did, did maybe David Bowie own his own masters at this point? I don't know. You know, I read a quote from him uh, that, uh, yet again, another super inspiring thing that made me really love him, is uh, this Rolling Stone guy or wh whoever said, "What's your uh, what was your biggest accomplishment? With everything you've done in music, what's your biggest accomplishment? And he said, marrying my wife. And they said, no, 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 in, in music. And he said, no, no, no. That is my greatest accomplishment in life. Nothing else matters. And I was like, dude, that's my guy. 
Uh, now we know why Miley Cyrus performed Photograph at the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert on Tuesday night. She posted a phone message that Taylor le- that Taylor actually called and left her one time. Okay. What up, Miley? It's Taylor. I heard her moving. Where? I'm listening to Photograph by Def Leppard. You could kill that one. Make Cheney learn that. That made it seem a little cooler to me. The fact that he called her at one point and said, you'd kill this song. And I heard you moving. Wah. <laughs> uh, somebody uncovered a 2013 video of Coolio hanging out with some college kids in a dorm room in England, and he is guiding them to do the background vocals while I he raps this. Gangster's Paradise. Pretty cool. I'm the kind of nigga always want to be like on my knees in the night saying prayers in the street line. Keep spinning most of our lives living in Jimmy Buffett canceled his remaining tour dates after experiencing, quote, undisclosed health issues that landed him in the hospital. And an Instagram message said, Jimmy will need to refrain from touring for the rest of the years on, do- on for the rest of the year on doctor's orders. And that's all they really said. Oh, boy. So we'll have to see. Uh, three sc- shows were postponed and rescheduled for March, but two were canceled and tickets were refunded. In theaters this weekend, you got that horror movie Smile. It stars Kevin Bacon and uh, oh, sorry, Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yeah, Kevin so, Bacon's the daughter. daughter. <laughs> uh, it is called Smile. Uh, she plays a therapist who witnesses her patient commit suicide with an evil smile on her face. And then after that incident, th- she starts to lose her mind and she sees people with that demonic smile on their face the whole time. Seventy-six percent. Uh, also, uh, Bros is in theaters. That's an LGBTQ romantic comedy co-written and starring Billy I. He plays a museum curator hired to write a romantic comedy about a gay couple. Everyone that stars in this movie is of the LGBTQ community. How's that uh, doing? 95%. Yeah, and then also Dead for a Dollar, which is a Western starring Christoph Waltz as a bounty hunter who's been hired to track down a woman who her husband claims is being held hostage by a handsome black man. And that's a limited release, so I don't know if that's like... What's that called? It is called Dead for a Dollar. Dude, the cast on that, so it's Christoph Waltz, it's it's Willem Dafoe, it's Rachel Brosnahan from... Yeah. Dang. From, what's a Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. I mean, that's a hell of a cast ah, for it to be a... In. Limited, it's smaller limited, release. Which yeah. probably means the movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in recognition of the romantic comedy Bros coming out today, Lifehacker put together a list of movies that have debatable debatable gay undertones or hidden messaging, okay? And here's the top 10. Brokeback Mountain. First off, can you guys get that? Come on, man. Can you, you guys <laughs> can probably guess number one. Number one has to be, so gay undertones, yes. but not explicitly gay. It's got to be Top Gun. Top and, Gun and is, the, is number oh, one. And the volleyball yeah. scene. Playing, Come on, man. T- top. Playing with the sin. So it says Top Gun from 1986 is number one. And the, the writer of this article says, I mean, did you see the shirtless volleyball scene? And Stinger told Maverick, quote, I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. And it's one of the most disconnected loves, uh, uh, love stories, the way that it's told mm-hmm. between him and... Uh, uh, Kelly McGillis? Yeah, Kelly McGillis. Dude, if, if you go back and watch it, you're like, this is... They just jammed it in. You know, uh, people Stop. said, watch the movie with the mindset of it being a love story between Maverick and Iceman. And then it works. And it works. It's That's hilarious. I mean, there, there is more chemistry there <laughs> than is put on screen between him and, and Kelly McGillis. It's just like it's like a crowbarred sort of uh, uh, plot line. Yeah. Uh, number 10 on this list is Lord of the Rings, The Return of the okay. King Can from I 2003. Guess, could I guess why they're saying yeah. it's, it's, it's Frodo and... Uh, 
Frodo and Sam. This is what the guy. This is what, again. This is what the artist. This is what the author of this article writes. Sam and Frodo. That's all. <laughs> First of all, screw Frodo. Sam is the absolute hero of the whole thing. The whole thing. Sam. We're talking Sam gay is I was gonna say we're not talking about the movie. We're but talking about the gay no undertones time, man. here. They're going through all the the. Number nine on this list. No, no, no time to think about that. Number nine on this list. <laughs> a Nightmare we'll, on Elm. We'll work that out later. A, a Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge from 1985. It one. says uh, this movie was actually written as a sly metaphor for coming out, complete with a leather bar scene and Freddy caressing the lips of Final Boy Jesse with those finger. Blades. They say that the the director like did it on purpose. Wes Craven. That's what they're saying. Okay. Don't know. Uh, number eight, The Lost Boys from 1987. Lost Boys. Uh, that's uh, Keith that. Sutherland and. Mm-hmm. It says Corey here. Feldman. It says here. It was Corey that, Feldman? Corey Haim. Corey Haim. I think Corey Feldman's in it too, though. But they say that there's a poster of Rob Lowe in Corey Haim's character's room because why not? And who can forget the oily, gyrating sax man in the beginning? <gasps> Do you know that scene? You have seen seen the oily, gyrating sax man. Just had never idea that (laughs) it was from Lost Boys. Okay. Type it in. Type in Lost Boys sax man. Are you in my head? Okay, so that guy, did they dip him in oil? Yeah, they must have, man. (laughs) Yeah, he's tan and oily. After you see that scene, your screen is oily. Wait, what, what is this? I don't recognize this, but I don't know. what. What's the context? Lost the, Boys sax man scene. Okay, I'm watching it now. The Lost Boys is about like they're vampires and it's all in the oh, 80s and it's like I didn't know that. they're in like the underground like oh my on, on the surface people think they're just goth. And people think that they're just like weird emo oh, goth yeah. kids. Yeah, look at that guy. Woo-hoo. Wow, what a yeah. hunk. This yeah. Fabio playing Su- the sax. Yeah, oh, this guy is like a legit saxophone player. His name is Tim Capello is performing with the likes of Tina Turner and Ringo Starr. Went on tour with these people and then got this. You know who he looks like uh, in his heyday? Uh, tri- uh, what's his name? Triple H, the wrestler, right? He always had the blonde ponytail. Yep. Yeah. He looks like that with a saxophone. Time to yeah. play the game. Because, man, that's wild to see that kid standing in the crowd. And he, he just stares and the camera zooms in at like the guy's hips and stuff from the kid's angle. Uh, I lo- this one, I've, ne- I've never even heard of this movie. Have you heard of the movie The Baba Duke? No. Yeah, that's from, a scary film. It's from 2014, and the Babadook became a gay icon when Netflix accidentally put it into the LGBTQ community <laughs> just, thing. Just miscategorized yeah, it. Yeah, but it they just... say they, there's some in-the-closet metaphors, but yeah, that's that. 1997, Batman and Robin. Oh, is that Why? nipple suit? That's the nipple okay. suit and the codpiece. Uh, 1996's Scream. They say Stu seems just a little bit too into Billy, and that's why they made quite the murderous couple. Oh, Billy. Which uh, which one? is That's the... Stu, I believe, is uh, Matthew, Matthew Lillard, Lillard, and yeah. Billy is the uh, the cute guy with a weird name. That guy's... Yeah, that guy's name. With, with, what, what's his name? It's a what's cool name. What's that guy's name? name? It's an awesome... It's like, it's like, it's like Steel Trailer. It's something. like River Phoenix, but it's not. Uh, yeah. And Scream? Uh, yeah. It's, he's he's Ulrich, in Jericho. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I say, he was Steel the poor man's Johnny Depp. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He ruled. One of the cheesiest shows, probably like a very like CBS tone or something, uh, that that actually got canceled. Uh, but then they kind of redid a last season. Is called Jericho. If you can, if you can stomach the the ridiculousness of of the production, it's a cool show. It's yeah. a cool idea. Skeet Ulrich. Uh, a couple he was more the here. Poor man's Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, a couple more here. 1999's Fight Club. Oh, I mean, it's dudes with their shirts off. Fighting. It says it says lots of sweaty shirtless men, no women, and I guess the number rule number one rule is we don't talk about gay fight club. I mean, there was a woman. There was a they're talking about with the shirty, the the, the sweaty shirtless mm. men. Yeah, but uh, the the woman was the only thing not Marla. In the imagination. Marla Singer. 
All right, number three. Number three. 2013. Frozen. Oh, it wasn't a metaphor for her being in the closet. So they say Queen Elsa doesn't have a love interest and she's hiding a secret from everyone. Sure, it's her ice powers, but is it something else? That was something when that movie came out. Oh, I thought it was like after because it was such a hit and a phenomenon. She's the main main character, no love interest, and she's hiding something and being very embarrassed about it. And that's what they say it is. the movie did come out then. (laughs) Number one, obviously, was Top Gun. And number two is a 1985 movie called Fright Night. And Fright Night, Chris Sarandon is in it. And he's a vampire. Chris Sarandon. We were just talking about him. He's Humperdinck. And he has a live-in carpenter named Billy. Chris <laughs> Sarandon. He literally has a carpenter that lives with him. And not just like, hey, that's my buddy. That's my roommate who's a carpenter. It's oh, yeah. a live-in carpenter who's doing work. He's a live-in carpenter that named lives Billy. with him. And people go, yeah, okay, guys. You know Chris so, He's laying, laying wood. He's, he's yeah. just uh, oh. nailing it. What do you want? Uh, all you it. have to do is uh, go to the blog <laughs> and you can see a little bit more in-depth in all of these movies. Uh, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Celebrity celebrating a birthday today. The actor who plays the Flash in the DC movie universe. Crazy McCrazy says. He's in a bit of trouble these days. Ezra Miller is uh, uh, Ezra Miller, uh, Miller is 30. Uh, some people say this man single-handedly ruined music. The founding father of auto-tune, rapper T-Pain, who, by the way, gets a real bad rap for that because that guy's a great singer. Like, he's oh, actually yeah. extremely he won the good. The first he, he won the very first Mass Singer. And oh, did he really? Like, yeah. uh, a year or two before that, you remember that video that came out? Because people, for whatever reason, they started blaming him for auto-tune. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. It, and then yeah. he posted a video of him in a room singing Buy You a Drink with no auto-tune yeah. and killed it. And everybody that was like, he's the reason that we have auto-tune, blah, blah, blah. No. They all came out and went, our bad. That dude is great. He had album after album before that. Before, he with, seems like a very nice man, too. He seems hysterical. He's on Twitch uh, and does a whole bunch of like streaming and different things. It's pretty funny. He is 38. Best known for her role as Claudia Salinger in the show Party of Five. She was also in the movie Mean Girls. Lacey, is it Chabert? Or Chabert. Sh- okay. I'm going to say awesome. Chabert. Sherbert is 40. Macaulay's younger brother, he's Roman Roy on HBO Succession. Kieran Culkin is 40, and uh, he drinks a lot of Pepsi right before he goes to bed, so don't, don't, don't share a bed. Uh, Jenna Elfman is 51. St. Louis's own comedian Kathleen Madigan is 57. Fish, singer and guitar player Trey Anastasio is 58. Actor Eric Stoltz, the first Back to the Future, Marty McFly. And Rocky Dennis. Yeah, it didn't work out well for him uh, on that one. He's 61. The nanny, Fran Drescher is 65. Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch, Barry Williams, is 68. And Johnny Mathis is 87. Tomorrow, Captain Marvel's Brie Larson turns 33. Zach Galifianakis turns 53. Mark McGuire himself turns 59. Randy Quaid himself turns 72. Julie Andrews is 87. And the 39th U.S. President, Jimmy Carter, is 98 years old. Sunday, singer Tiffany, she only has one name, is 51. TV host Kelly Ripa is 52. And Gordon Sumner, anybody? Anybody. Oh, I know. Gordon Sumner. Sting! Sting from the police is 71 years old. All right, today's Porno Birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Rosario Stone. And today's birthday girl's been in 73 fine films, including Ass Almighty 2, Barefoot Confidential 52, Bubble Butt Butt Latin... All right, I'm going to say <laughs> Slow down, slow down! Big Bubble Butt Latin Sluts 4. Of Got course, it. yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. The Booty Shaking Game Show. She was in The Diesel Has Landed 2. Filthy Senoritas 3, Raunchy Ranch, Work It, Work It, Get It, Get It 2, 
She was in Worship Thy Big Booty. And who could forget her role in 2007's Que Culo Grande, which translates to What a Big Ass. <laughs> you like that one. Rosario Stone is 39 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll give away some stuff. After the break, we're playing Just the Two of Us. Just the Two of Us. So we'll get some people on the phone. You guys pick two ratio members. Tony will give five questions to uh, to all of us. And if we match three of our five answers, you guys on the phone will win your choice of prizes. Should we have a patient zero? That's up to you, man. <laughs> it's I so th- rare. It's so rare that we get zero. I think Especially if it's us. I think we do a patient zero whenever we have a guest that yeah, is Yeah, I think so, too. That's involved. not familiar with the game. Correct. I don't think we need a patient zero today. Just the two of us is next. Hi, this is Christopher Walken, and you're listening to a man whose voice is really f***ed up. It's the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Pow! So starting tomorrow, tomorrow being Saturday, October 1st, you can get your limited edition Halloweirdo sticker for the first time. Starting tomorrow at any Area Together Credit Union. While supplies last, sticker's just a dollar, and that dollar goes to Kids Rock Cancer. Oh, that's awesome. So it's our Hollow Weirdo sticker. It's back. You can get it starting tomorrow at any Together Credit Union location. And uh, if you're watching the webcams, pretty damn sweet. Yeah, even the back is cool. It's got the uh, uh, that new Together Credit Union. Um, oh, the city, debit card. Yeah, the, the, the city's debit card in the uh, city red. Mm-hmm. Talking yeah, about the, the soccer team. Yeah, it's very, very cool, man. It's a special, special debit card that they have. And when the back of a sticker is awesome, you know the front of the stickers. Yeah, buy one, you know, or ten. Make sure you get those Hollow stickers while supplies last at Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Just a dollar. And by the way, big thanks to Together Credit Union for helping us out with our next Real or Fake Punishment. Mm-hmm. So they will be the ones that will be supplying the pennies <laughs> <laughs> for the... Uh, Counting pennies to $1,057. They were kind enough to step up to supply the nightmare for the loser of the For the, the loser. And, by the way, uh, they will donate that $1,057 to Kids Rock Cancer. Get out yep. of here. Afterwards, they, say, they said, it's your job to count it, but it's our job. We don't want that back. We're going to donate to Kids Rock Cancer. That's wow, awesome. That's Thank amazing. you. Together, Freddie Union. Love it. Yeah, these stickers are super cool, man. It's that, it's that, uh, that creepy green. You know, it's like an orange and, and black background yeah. with that, that, that oozy, creepy green. It's like, it's like ecto-cooler green. Yeah. It's very secret of the ooze. So go grab yourself a sticker at any Together Credit Union location. The Rizzuto Show. Here, have some free sh- All right, we've got some stuff to give away. We have Pointer Guys tickets for the show next Saturday, Five Finger Death Punch and Megadeth. Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. We've got tickets to go see the Toadies. We've got tickets to go see AWOL Nation with Batflower and tickets to go see Turnstile. And we are playing Just the Two of Us. Just the Two of Us. So we get you guys on the phone. You pick two racial members uh, and we're going at it head to head. Patrico's asking five questions. If we match three of our answers, you guys on the phone win. Simple as that. 
Okay, let's get started. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. And we start with Alicia on line one. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And Back to you as well, Alicia from Steelville. All right, pick two Risho members. Um, I'll do Riz and Moon. Riz and Moon. Hang on right, one buddy. second. Alicia. We got this. Lock it up. Lock oh, it up. I'm locked up. Look at me. And I'm... What color are my eyes? What color are your eyes? The green? Yeah, like green. Green, green. Is that? Hazel, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got it? You got it? I got it. it? We're going right. to go. Our souls are linked. What Ace. color are my eyes? Uh, brown. Correct. Yeah, A super famous retired MLB pitcher. Something slimy. <laughs> Something you put in your wallet. A subject in elementary school. An organized dance. Home run, home run, home run. No. Are you serious? No, this is these really are not home round. runs. Oh, this is a, this is a, I, I bet, I bet I would go five for five with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, these. Really? I, I thought this was the easiest run oh, I've ever put together. You, are, see, you guys are just trolling us now. I am 100% not, cool. not trolling don't, don't, you. Don't start like that. I'm 100% not trolling you. This is definitely one of the harder ones. Not at all. Uh, I'm not confident in the least. Even, which is the, crazy, even the easiest one has like five me. obvious answers, which makes it a very difficult one. I think number one is easy. I think You're number crazy. two yeah. is easy. You're I think crazy. Number three is easy. And You're four. crazy. And You're crazy. Okay. Easy. Let's. Uh, <clears throat> I think I may have some wrong answers here. Scott, you want Scott to count it? Or yeah, you Scott wait, 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 wait. Uh, I changed my answer, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scratch it off. I'm, I'm gonna go with my initial one. But we're not. I don't think we're doing well here, buddy. I don't think so. Either, I really don't. Let's let's surprise everybody, Moon. A super famous retired mm. MLB pitcher. Three, two, one. Nolan Randy Johnson. Gold yep. oh, darn. Ryan. It was Nolan Ryan. Gold darn. It was three of us. Nolan I had Bob Ryan. Gibson, yep. and I was like, oh, he ain't gonna do a Cardinal. Uh, so three of us had Nolan Ryan. Yep. Huh? yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, something slimy. Three, two, one. Boogers. Banana peel. I put slime. I put snot. So would boogers and snot? No, boogers and snot are two different things. Good. Are they not? We well, yeah, one's dry, one's... No, I don't think... I've had some slimy boogers and that, that have had <laughs> snot on it. Okay, okay. Uh, we got a... This is going to... Went I'm, out here. I'm Something so you put in your wallet. Three, two, one. Money. License. Uh, cash. Money yeah, is... Money. Money is... I See, sorry, and, Alicia. And, and when you say cash, like a lot of people don't carry cash these days, so a license is in everyone's wallet. I thought that was the obvious one. Uh, uh-uh. I think money's the obvious one. If you're not carrying, I think money's the obvious one in 1971. And I mean, I have cash. I don't I have use cash. It all the time, but some, I have emergency some cash. Some people have. I don't have any cash on me. Yeah, but you just think of the what a wallet's for. Yeah, I understand that. <sighs> Don't get defensive because you're wrong. I am angry at myself. Okay. A subject in elementary school. <laughs> Three, two, one. Science. Math. Oh, my God. I had math, too. Math. Hey, hey, hey. Do, do we have a zero? Hey, by the way, three of us had math. It's you. <laughs> okay, Tom. Oh, uh, do, on, we have, do we have a patient zero? God bless. This, no, we this, don't. this is the one time this we don't have a patient one. zero. <laughs> oh, no. An organized dance. Three, two, one. Homecoming. Oh, it's my gosh, it's this prom. weekend. Now, I'm right on that one. What did you write? Macarena. Uh, and then that is wrong. An organized dance. An organized we literally an organized dance or YMCA, Macarena, Cha Cha Slide, Cupid Shuffle. And oh, I never consider. I wouldn't consider. Uh, I, I would. Yes, yes. Technically, he is correct. Uh, yeah, I suppose. 
technically you are correct. Those are considered organized dances. Yeah, so so it was saying. a prom and homecoming. But we literally had an entire segment this morning talking about what's happening well, we this weekend and which is homecoming. Right. <laughs> we got Pacing, zero right. No patient zero, <laughs> and we get a and we get zero. But listen, I am sorry. Hey, it's the first one. We're warmed up now. Yep. Uh, we'll Keith, be fine. hello. Hello. All right, pick two people. We'll stick with Moon and Riz. Oh, okay. boy. That works <laughs> so well. Good choice. It's fine. I love how you're like, this is an easy five for five. And then well, zero. Me and Scott got four for five. Yeah. Me and Riz got three for five. Okay. Okay, here Cute. we go. Let's here do we this. Go. Here we go. A blue food. Something you put in a junk drawer. A famous bill. A sports brand, a state in the Northeast that is not New York or New Jersey. All right, give me a second. You're blasting through these. Uh, yeah, you are rolling through these. Man. Standing up. Man, I'll tell you, you what. No, I mean, I... Stuck on one? Are you not stuck on this? No, I, I mean, one? I have my answers, but I just whatever first came to my mind. Well, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> he gave me a well. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, get the answers here. You ready? I don't feel good. Go ahead. A blue food. Three, two, one. Blueberries. Yep. All right. Beautiful. Was that the one you were stuck on? Yeah, because it's not really blue. And, and that was my thing, too. It was more of a purple. Right. So I was like, I, I don't know, man. It depends on which one. As long which as we say the right blue? answer. I mean, the same like answer. Like a cartoon blueberry is blue. Yeah, the only thing I was thinking was like blue M&Ms, because I couldn't think of anything else blue. And I was like, eh, nah, blueberries. We'll we got run it. With it. Something you put in a junk drawer. Three, two, one. Scissors. I had keys. Tony, would you have? I didn't write anything down. Ah, a fam a famous bill. Three, two, one. Clinton. Clinton. Did you say Clinton? Yes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Clinton. Did you say Clinton? I couldn't hear him. <laughs> a sports brand. Three, two, one. Adidas. Nike. Ooh, man. Yeah, I didn't know. If, yeah, that's a tough one. Ooh, I, I, oh, that would no. have been that would have been a 50-50. Yeah. Nike or Adidas. It was one of the two. Oh there, no. There's there's a somewhat relevant, more relevant answer. On this one right now, which is why I went with it. But I mean, oh yep. no, yep. you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's what uh, I went. There is a relevant answer. There's on this a one? somewhat yes. relevant answer. Yes, yeah, a recently Very relevant somewhat. answer. I think I, I think I screwed us here. A state in the Northeast that is not New York or New Jersey. Three, two, one. Connecticut. Maine. Damn it, Connecticut. You know, I don't Mark, even know how to spell that. I'm not going to write Maine pass. because of live. Because of live. Yeah. Yep. I would have talked. I was. Waffling between Massachusetts and Connecticut. I thought about Massachusetts, and then I thought, I don't want to spell. But that Connecticut either. was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> did, how did you spell it? Did you spell it correctly? Connecticut. Yeah, that's how I say it every time when I'm spelling it. Connecticut with two T's at the end or one or one. See, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> Shoot, man. Uh, Nick, hello. Good morning. Happy birthday, Riz. Thanks, buddy. Pick two people. Man, I want to go for the win. I want King Scott and Patrico. King Scott and Patrico. Like All thinking. right. <laughs> Hang on, Nick. Here Are you is. fellers ready? Yeah, I'm sure. Up. Here we go. A non-Missouri university. A slutty Halloween costume. 
something red that you cannot eat. Something, wait, say it again. Something, something red, red you can't eat. that you oh. cannot eat. Well, that's a tough one. A generic dog's name. And a woman's name that starts with the letter T. You ready, Scott? All right. Um, trying to think. Man. All right, I, got I guess the, I'm going to go with this. Yeah, okay. I okay. got the three two ones. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what, was, it the, was it the red thing you can't eat? Is that what held you up? Uh, No, no, no. I mean, that one I have a terrible answer for, but... Uh, <laughs> Let's do this. You Actually, count it down, wait, wait. Moon. No, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. just go for it. A non-Missouri university. Three, two, one. Duke. Illinois. I realize that now. Okay. <laughs> After I, I heard said your NYU. answer, NYU. No, my brain did not go anywhere there. A slutty Halloween costume. Three, two, one. Nurse. Wonder Woman. What did you say? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I said nurse. Yeah. Something red that you cannot eat. Three, two, one. Stop, Stop sign. sign. Oh, all right. Oh, yes. I said fire truck. I said oh. a red pen. I don't know why. I couldn't think of anything else but stop sign. That's like the only answer I could think of. I could have a, like a teacher's red pen. I don't know why. A generic dog's name. Three, two, one. Fido. <gasps> Couldn't think of anything. There's I no. said Fido Rover. Is I the said answer. Rover. There's no way. I thought Scott was going to say Lassie, and I was like, oh, man, that's going to kill me. Rover is a generic. Rover's yeah, a good I, one. Rover I, and yeah, Fido. Those are the two, but Fido was in the uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, I had Fido as well. Ready? I screwed up here. Here, right, we, go. here we go. A woman's name that starts with the letter T. Three, two, one. Teresa. Hi, Tina. <laughs> Tina, too. Sorry, Nick. That's a good one. I thought you would have said Tanya. Tanya. My favorite, Tanya. My favorite ice skater. <clears throat> Man, we are doing not great here. <laughs> uh, Dinah, hello. Hi. Hi. All right, pick uh, two people. Good morning. Um, Tony and Riz. Okay, Tony there you and go. me. That's a good okay, pick. well, we've been doing all right so far. Our answers. Not that last round. Not that last round. But okay, all right. Let's see. Uh, we're this. doing it for Dinah. Doing it for Dinah. A pet that isn't a cat or a dog. A major road in the St. Louis area. A store where you buy shoes. Hang on, Han. You are flying. Something in a doctor's office. And a hockey team on the East Coast that is not the Rangers. Mm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, moon, counter down. Here we go. Okay. A pet that isn't a cat or a dog. Three, two, one. Fish. Oh, it's fish. Damn it. Man, the man had a fish. Mm -hmm. I'm not weighing in anymore. Y'all yell at each other. Tell you what. Tell you what. A major road in St. Louis. Three, two, one. Manchester. (laughs) All of this is the correct answer there. A store where you can buy shoes. Three, two, one. Finish Finish line. line. Yeah. Something in a doctor's office. Three, two, one. Doctors. (laughs) Doctor. (laughs) Sorry, Dinah. <laughs> the correct answer on there is patience because there's not always a doctor. Sometimes there's a nurse practitioner. 
But there's always patience. There's always there's patience. There's a doctor yet, so. in a doctor's office. A hockey team on the East Coast. Three, two, one. Flyers. <laughs> one of five. <laughs> Remember when we said we normally shouldn't do a patient zero? Yeah, that that was the curse. That's, all right, Brandon. That's hello. All this. Brandon. Hey, good morning. Hey, hey. good morning. Pick uh, two people. Uh, Riz and King Scott. Riz yeah. and King Scott. All I mean, right, buddy. Pretty much any combination will work at this point. Or not. No work. winners. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go, Scott. A state without an NFL team. A type of flower. Anything purple. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. A salty snack. A supermodel. I think we got a chance here, Scott. Um, no. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Uh, here we go. A state without an NFL team. Three, two, one. Kansas. Oklahoma. <laughs> hmm. I thought New Mexico. That's a good one, too. What would you have said? Hawaii. Well, I mean, they, Kansas doesn't have a team right. either. Yeah. Oklahoma. Or I th- Kansas is a bold answer because a lot of people think the Chiefs are from Kansas. So I don't think a lot but of people would put that down. Bold move, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> a type of flower. Three, two, one. Rose. Rose. Mm. Yeah. Anything purple. Three, two, one. Eggplant. Barney. Damn it. He yeah. said Barney. Yeah. yeah we've been talking a about salty snack. Three, two, one. Pretzels. Here we Ooh, go. We, we got it this go. way. We got it. Hey, calm down, everybody. <laughs> calm down. Okay. A supermodel. Three, two, one. Cindy, Cindy Crawford. Crawford. Yeah! yeah! There it is. Hey! It should have been Fabio, but I went Cindy Brandon, Crawford. congratulations. You are a winner. Hang on. All right. All right. <laughs> He's really excited. He's playing in a meeting. All right. One more. One more contestant. Okay. Let's go to Buddy Tom. Buddy Tom, hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey. All right, pick two people. Uh, let's see, King Scott and Moon. King Scott and Moon. All right. Excellent choice. Hang okay, on buddy. One Here we go. A classic comedy film. A classic comedy. Something you do in PE class. Just the two of us. Hey, not for the point. Name another Hubbard radio personality. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm curious. You're really bouncing around. You're gonna pick. <laughs> A word to describe the hoodie I'm wearing right now. Uh, I, I, I can't. Man, you got screens in front of you. Can you stand for me, please. A word to describe the hoodie that I am wearing right now. Okay. And any, yeah. And uh, finally, here, any word, any word at all, just a random word that rhymes with rubies. Mm-hmm. Any word that wa- that rhyme or rhymes with rubies. All right, man. It's a win right here, baby. You good, Scott? Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, I'm counting it down. A classic comedy film. Three, two, one. Caddyshack. I said Caddyshack too. The I jerk. said Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles asked. Dang it. That's the correct answer. What? Blazing Saddles is the correct <laughs> answer. That wasn't a word. He said, ah, oh, Blazing Saddles, Slop and Slop. <laughs> well, Slop and Slop was a good movie, too. <laughs> Name. Oh, man. Oh, for one. Name goodness. something that you do in PE class. Three, two, one. Stretch. Oh, what'd you say, run? Run. That's what I put. Uh, and I was going to say fart on that the floor there. Fart on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah, everybody had that. Name, says. <laughs> name another, not on the point, name oh, another man. Hubbard radio personality. We got Three, one. two, one. Brad you Thompson. What have said Remy? I, I said, said personality. I said Favaz. Oh. My God. Damn, dog. Jeez. <laughs> well, I love you, Brad. <laughs> Buddy Tom loses. You want to finish this out just for funsies? Sure. Uh, a word that describes the hoodie I am wearing currently. Three, two, one. Space. Black. Ah, yeah. And any word sense. that rhymes with rubies. If you Three, get this wrong. Two, one. Boobies. I thought of Scooby, but uh, man, I'll tell you oh. what. Guys. One person won. That's fine. Hey, Great shame. We did it. We did it, guys. <laughs> we brought a victory. Great shame. Yeah, it really was good. Wow. The Rizzuto Show. Garbage Traffic guys. and weather. Admittedly, though, that, those were tougher, right, Tone? The first, one I, th- the first one I thought was super easy. The rest of them were challenging. Some of them were, and some of them were not. And I think Tony and I matched on the toughest one. A red thing that, you know. Yeah, stop sign. Yeah, a red thing sign. you don't eat. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with your Friday Fail Story. And surprisingly, not a story about somebody getting something stuck inside them. That's odd. Sorry to, that's sorry odd. To, sorry hey, to that's odd. Oh, uh, yeah, folks. Time for your Friday fail story. Yes. All these people thought they had the perfect plan, but somewhere along the line, oh, boy, that perfect plan went completely sideways, and it became an Uber, an ultra, dare I say it, don't you dare, mega. Failed. That was awesome, guys. Thank yeah, you. you sounded great, boss. That was awesome. Yeah, man. Friday Fail Stories, sponsored by Moritz Roish Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of The Riz Show. So Washington, D.C. likes to complain about how Americans sometimes spell the District of Columbia as Columbia with an O, as in uh, like Columbia, like the country. Mm-hmm. But they are not expert spellers either. So, uh <laughs> A local there recently noticed that the city had a typo on a Virginia Avenue street sign. It was missing the last I. So it's V-I-R-G-I-N-A. That could be announced <laughs> Virginia. It could be announced Virginia. Oh, yeah. Or yes. my favorite, oh, my Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and it's a street sign. Yeah, it's a street sign. Uh, It sounds like only one sign was misspelled, uh, the one at the intersection of uh, uh, Virginia Avenue and 18th Street. Uh, It may have already been replaced, but still, mega fail. Where do you work? Our office has just moved. We're at 18th and Virginia. How do you spell that? (laughs) So a neighborhood in Austin, Texas, has been struggling with porch pirates. 
So one couple had a creative plan. Here's what they're going to do. You see, watch. We're going to get the porch buyers back. Um, we're going to fill a box, okay, with dirty diapers, and then we're going to just leave it on the porch. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to, and you see the porch buyers are going to take the box off the porch, and they're going to open it. They're going to go, oh, my God, dirty diapers, and we're going to change our ways. We're going to go on the straight and narrow. It worked. Thieves drove up, grabbed the box, ran off. Nice. Unfortunately, uh, that did not scare them out in the neighborhood. You see, the couple says that when the porch pirates realized the box was packed with dirty diapers, they returned and smeared those diapers on the front door. Oh. Then they came back again 30 minutes later with a big bag of cow manure and spread that all over their front porch. A big bag of cow manure. And so the cars in their driveway. That kind of gives you a little bit of um, uh, clues. Yeah, well, they live by a farm. Where they may be Well, I mean, those are some really from. vindictive pirates. I mean... Why are they so mad? I mean, it's not, nobody's stealing their packages. Yeah, but then their car smells like duty in the back for but a while. You know what, though? Austin, now it smells like cow They manure. live in Austin, Texas. Everybody's issued one bag of cow poop. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Uh, the couple called the cops. Apparently, they've set up patrol in the area. And as far as I know, the thieves are still on the loose. That backfired. Failed. So breaking into a police station, pretty bold move. And this guy's timing could not have been worse. On Monday, some guy showed up at a police station in Chicago and asked a guard where to go to retrieve some personal property they supposedly had. I don't know what the property was, but instead of heading to the public entrance, he walked around the side to a fire escape, climbed up to the fifth floor, found a door propped open, and went inside. Great. Smart, man. That's and it, <laughs> it turned out. That door led to a room where there was an active SWAT training drill going on. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> so good. Well, guys. <laughs> for some, oh, and this guy, the ball's on this guy. For some reason, the guy grabbed two guns off a table and pointed them at some cops. The guns didn't oh, have live no. ammo, but responding officers fired at him, hit him at least once. Gosh. He ended up in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Luckily, no cops were seriously hurt, but he did suffer a sprained ankle. Uh, turns out this guy had a very long rap sheet. Wow. Maybe he just got confused when he was asking for directions, and the guard responded, uh, we're guards. Oh, God. We're, we're guards. <laughs> we're guards. Yeah. Guards. Guards. Usually, you get a free ride in the backseat of a police cruiser, after you've been arrested for DUI, right? Mm -hmm. Not before. <laughs> oh, Correct. <no. laughs> what? So earlier this month, uh, a friendly officer in Michigan gave a hammered man a ride home from an Oktoberfest event. Oh, that's nice. Dude, that's awesome. That's legitimately protecting the community. Yeah. But the guy didn't stay home. Okay. Just that 90 minutes later, he was arrested for allegedly driving while intoxicated. I don't know why he was driving. A different cop saw a vehicle moving real slowly. <laughs> they pulled the driver over when the vehicle attempted to turn and drove onto a curb. Uh, police conducted a field sobriety test, breathalyzer test. The guy failed miserably and arrested for DUI. Idiot. Man. Failed. Okay, last year, 23-year-old Taylor Beverly from Tampa, Florida, led cops on a motorcycle high-speed chase. Taylor's a guy. He had a woman uh, on the back of the bike with him. He blew through a red light in front of a squad car. Police started chasing his uh, super-sweet 2017 Suzuki. He weaved in and out of traffic while running more lights and hitting over 100 miles an hour. As he was cruising, the woman on the back of the bike was screaming for him to stop. But he refused. 
This, by the way, was their first date. Oh, oh man. Okay. Nice. Now, now, see, I warned you. Ever so slightly harder to trust. Two first names. Eventually, Taylor, the driver of the bike, gave up. He was arrested. When asked why he ran, he told cops he was trying to show off for his date. Again, this happened last year. I bring it up now because uh, last week he was in court, pleaded guilty to a felony charge, and will serve two months in jail. Failed. He's trying to show off. So did the, the work out? Yeah, they're now getting married. Oh, that's <laughs> a, a guy in Houston walks into a fast food restaurant last Sunday around 6 o'clock. He asks an employee standing behind the counter, hey, can you give me a change of 100? And as the employee turned around to ask the manager, dude pulls out a handgun. He tells employees that it was his first robbery, and please put all the money you have on the table here, and I'm going to take it. Listen, man's I'm new here. I'm new at this. You know what the manager said? Nope. Nope. Manager says nope. Refused to open the register. Guy tries to negotiate with the manager now. Manager not budging. He then got frustrated and just left with nothing. Okay. What See you guys later, okay? <laughs> so fail. What's in the negotiation when he leads with, hey, this is, my, this is my first robbery. Put the money in the thing. And you're like, no. And he's like, well, don't make it my first attempted murder. Please. <laughs> P- pretty please. Please. Right? Like, wh- wh- where does it go from there? I don't know. Yeah, this almost seems like one of those old cartoons where a bad guy tries to run but gets caught in quicksand. So a woman recently stole a Mini Cooper in the Seattle area. She blew through some barricades trying to get away. The roadblock was there because a crew was pouring fresh cement. And the car immediately got stuck in it. <laughs> and we're not talking about a couple inches of sidewalk cement. It looks to be about a foot deep. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh my God. After getting stuck, the driver threw a TV, an Instapot, and a half-empty bottle of whiskey out of the car before trying to leave the scene. She got out, tried to run away with her four-year-old son. Somebody called 911. Police caught and arrested the driver for driving under the influence, domestic violence theft, negligent driving, and hit-and-run property damage. Failed. (laughs) If you're a thief, you don't want to run out of gas, right? Correct. And you really don't want to uh, don't want to run out of gas in front of a police station, right? Oh no! <laughs> a 52-year-old guy in New York named two first names Harold Tyler. All right. Ran out of gas in front of the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office last Monday. Police asked if he was okay. He said, "I'm waiting on a friend. Friend's gonna bring me some gas." Cops must have been suspicious because they ran his info and found that he had a revoke license and the pickup truck was unregistered with switched plates. You're in trouble now. The police were also alerted that Harold was wanted for stealing around two grand worth of metal from a Department of Transportation yard nearby. Harold charged with felony grand larceny and he was denied bail because he has five previous felony convictions. Okay. Next one. I got three more for you. So a 49, uh, I'm sorry, 47-year-old woman from England drove down a sidewalk thinking it was a road after leaving a bar last week. So it all started when she attempted to reverse out of the parking lot four times before a guy noticed she was hammered and called police. These are narrow lanes. So the fifth time was a charm, and she starts driving down the sidewalk before colliding with a bus stop just a couple feet away from a playground. Luckily, nobody was hurt or killed. She did manage to get the car home, but not before somebody got her license plate number. So police wind up going to her house, seeing her damaged car in the driveway, 
and were immediately hit with the smell of booze when they start talking to the woman. She asked if uh, they had proof, proof that I was driving. She said, no, my friend was driving. And then she said her dog, Lily, was behind the wheel. No, it wasn't me. It was my dog yeah, driving. the pup. My dog was driving. Surprisingly, cops did not buy the story. What? And she was arrested. Uh, also, surprisingly, uh, she had already been banned from driving after another drunk driving conviction last November. Failed. <laughs> Somebody at a Walgreens in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called the cops last Wednesday after they saw a guy illegally parked in a handicapped spot. They called because of the parking spot, but also because he was sitting in his car, smoking something they thought might be meth. His name is Logan Bacon. And he wasn't in the car by the time cops got there, so they waited for him to come back. Once he did, he grabbed a uh, handicap placard from the car, from the floor of his car and showed it to him. Like, hey, look. Look, I'm handicapped. But then he admitted it didn't actually belong to him. I stole this. Cops then ran his name, so he was wanted on an outstanding warrant. So they arrested him and found a bag of white powder in his pocket. Sounds like he'd actually been smoking fentanyl in the car, not meth. Okay, so, so again, failed. I mean, this is the typical Friday fail story. But if you have fentanyl or meth or weed or anything on you, and you are not, not the owner of said handicap placard, why are we drawing attention to ourselves? <laughs> but that's not all. <laughs> While all this was going on, a woman he was with was busy stealing stuff from the Walgreens. Oh, my God. <laughs> she runs off. Cops found her hiding in a nearby <laughs> marijuana dispensary and arrested her, too. And you said Walgreens? Oh, yeah. Failed. The parking spots in Walgreens aren't that far. It's not like you have to park. Down, you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of the farthest parking spot at a Walgreens. It's still it's right tw- there. 20 and yards you think if he was, lucky. Do you think he backed into the spot or pulled in? Oh, he definitely just whipped it in. He was probably in two lanes, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One tire in the, other, in the other spot. I can't get over his name. I got hung up on that. Logan Bacon. So, like, Logan, in this context, almost seems like a, like a, like a cooking style, like something you're... If you're making bacon while you're camping. Hey, what are you doing over there? Ah, oh, Logan Bacon. Logan Bacon. Yeah, you don't want to do the Hagen Bacon. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just Logan Bacon over here. Hagen Bacon? <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll fry it up too much, man. It yeah, be too crispy. Perfect. And finally, uh, this criminal mastermind must have forgotten one very important step in his evil scheme. 41-year-old guy in Tennessee, Marcello Moore, drove to a gas station early Friday morning and tried to rob the place. Walks into the store, stuck a gun under the plexiglass divider, Demands money from the woman working at the counter. The woman working at the counter was 78 years old. She wasn't having it. She ducked under the counter and hid, and Marcello panicked and bolted. (laughs) (laughs) He drove off, but cops caught up with him a little while later, and that's when Marcello's car ran out of gas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! He he jumped out, tried to run, caught and arrested. He probably would have been caught anyway, but it, it, was a, it was a fascinating choice not to fill up before robbing the gas station. <laughs> Why would you? Especially make... since his gas light would have probably have been on. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, for, and in all reality, and I'm not telling anybody to test this, probably for a full day. <laughs> like that gas light comes on, and it's not like the gas light comes on and down the street you're running out of gas. Yeah. You got it's like 30 miles. You got a, f- a few miles at least. I, I, remember, I remember my Ford F-150, like I looked it up because remember that one time that it was in my driveway and like the gas shifted and it yeah. froze in my tank? 
Remember, I don't know if you guys remember, remember that, that. But so the gas I, froze. Yeah, dude. So it was like eight degrees out, and the way that it was in my tank, it got condensation, and water was in there, and it froze, and it didn't let me because the light was on. Oh, okay, but so I the gas on, itself didn't freeze. No, no, no. Some the water tank, froze in the tank, where it wasn't feeding. And I planned on filling up in the morning on my way to work, but it wouldn't even let me start the car. That's wow. how. That's how low it was. But I was starting to do research like, hey, I know when the light comes on, it's not like it's immediate. Right. Some vehicles, you can drive up to 35 well, miles. there's a whole episode of Seinfeld about it. You can drive up to 35 miles once that light comes on, which is crazy. Jeez. And those are your Friday Fail Stories. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Moon has your sports. Uh, Nemesh Patel is going to be here just a little bit. Comedian at Healing Comedy Club this weekend. A couple shows tonight, a couple shows tomorrow. In fact, the uh, 7.30 show tonight and tomorrow sold out. You can still get tickets to his 10 o'clock shows. The guy, I mean, tell you what, the resume on this guy is unbelievable. Dude, real quick before we do this. We have a listener-submitted Friday fail story. That was kind of like the one. It says, my dad worked out at a bank. A guy came in and robbed it. 15 minutes later, a cab driver came into the bank and said, I'm pretty sure I just drove a guy home that robbed the bank. <laughs> the cab driver led him to the house. It was the guy. No way. <laughs> he took a cab. I think I, that was local, right? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. know is which that one that was. Recent? Uh, this was a while oh, ago. No. This was like uh, mid two thousands, maybe. It just said my dad worked at a bank. Oh, worked at. Hilarious. Yeah, right, mid, mid aughts, maybe a little bit earlier. Hey, it's comedian Nikki Glazer, and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Um, happy birthday, Riz. Hey, I do want to mention a fundraiser going on for Jeff's family. It'll be next weekend. Next Sunday, specifically. Next Sunday, that would be October the 9th. So Jeff loved the restaurant Pino. Down sure did. We've been there before. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. And uh, Jeff, would, that was Jeff's like fancy, like I'm taking my wife out to dinner, taking the family out to dinner, would always go to Pino. And uh, Chef Pepe down there is putting on the first annual Jeff Burton Classic, live music, food, art, uh, art, uh, and, and, and meals. Brunch, dinner, and lunch. Yep. And proceeds will uh, will benefit Jeff Burton's family. Reservations are required. If you could put the flyer up on the on the socials, that'd be great. You got it. So that's the first annual Jeff Burton Classic put on by Pepe over there at Pino's. Live music, food, art. Next Sunday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., Pino Italian Soul Food in Clayton. It's very nice of you, Pino. Uh, let's do sports. The Rizzuto Show. Sports. Pepe from Pinos. Thank you, Pepe. All right, Moon, what do you got? Sports brought to you by DB Sports Bar and Grill in Soulard. Come down for Sunday football for drink specials, delicious food, and free football bingo with gift card prizes. The final regular season home game, four cards, icons, Albert Pujols, and Yadier Molina take place on Sunday. And the team's broadcast outlets plan extended uh, coverage and expanded coverage, in fact, to include on-field on Festivities that will honor the players, friends of the Riz Show, and uh, Bally Sports Midwest. Dan McLaughlin is uh, going to serve as the master of ceremonies for the event. They call it the MC. That's right. On TV, Bally's pregame show is set to begin at noon. Scott Warman is the host. Ricky Horton is the commentator, and Jim Hayes provides reports. Then Danny, Danny Mack, is going to do the play-by-play for the game, which will begin at 1:15. Okay, is that it though? So, final game of the season is Sunday, and is that it for Bally's playoffs? Got me there. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I believe so. I think playoffs are on other channels. So I think that's it for Bally's for the for the year. Cards host the Pirates tonight at 715. 
Uh, St. Louis Blues had a slow start last night, but got some sweet goals from some of the big boys that had been resting until closer to the season. Blues win 4-2 over Columbus uh, last night here at the Enterprise Center, leaving them 4-0-0 for the preseason. Well, the Bengals topped the Dolphins. 27-15. After a pretty terrifying moment during Thursday Night Football, Dolphins quarterback Tua uh, Tagovailoa was uh, rushed to the hospital after suffering what appeared to be a significant head injury. They just kept replaying this thing, too. Gnarly. The 24-year-old QB was injured in the second quarter of Miami's game against the Bengals when he was wrapped up by a defender and thrown to the turf. Dude's head slammed off the ground hard, and he immediately seemed to lose consciousness. He did what's called fencing, you know, where your hands go up and uh, everything kind of freezes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Extremely dangerous. I, with the rest of the internet pundits, you know, were all bummed out for the guy because he probably shouldn't have been playing. Now, the NFLPA, NFL Players Association, is now saying that, quote, they will pursue every legal option as it investigates whether Tua should have been playing on Thursday night. So people with, are going to get in trouble here. Big yeah, time trouble. Super too. trouble. Well, if you dude. don't know the story, last Sunday, he was knocked down, and it looked like when he got up, he did not know what. Yeah, he was where he was. He, he was stumbling. He shook his head, you know, kind of like almost like a, he almost like a cartoon. Yeah, almost like a cartoon. He shook his head. He takes a few steps, and then his knee just gives out. He collapses, and then he pops back up, and like you could see players having to help him back into the huddle. So he shouldn't have been playing, especially as they say that they're trying to protect these players, especially the QBs with uh, the concussion protocols. Well, he, you heard what they rules. said, right? He was back in the game later that that late, later that last Sunday, and they said it was just a back injury. Back. They said it was his back yeah. injury. Get on. And then he plays four days later. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Trainers and team personnel raced to tend to him before they eventually strapped him to a backboard and transported him to a nearby hospital in Cincinnati. The Dolphins say he thankfully, quote, is conscious and has movement in all his extremities. Uh, Tua had exited, like you said, Tua had uh, uh, exited last week's game against the Bills after sustaining an injury on a similar play, though he and the team told media members that he had only suffered a back injury and he came back in the game. Story is still developing and we'll, I'm sure this weekend is going to be packed with uh, news stories about this. Remember the whole Lori Laughlin thing? Uh, by the way, uh, pick em challenge. Me and Paulo, I think, are the only ones that had the That's Bengals. right. Uh, the, I have the, the... Of all of them? Of like have, ESPN guys of too? Us. No, no, no. Uh, of us. Everybody, Current, I think, on ESPN had... No. They have three. Oh, they have three. We have two. The score right now for this week is three to two. Oh, that makes me feel better. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know if they had a couple changes, because I do think that they had more... I mean, uh, I asked my leader for guidance. I uh, told you, I'm not making any football picks for you. <laughs> Was it you and me that had Dolphins? Yeah. And uh, me. And Scott. Oh, that's right. Uh, so you guys remember the Lori Laughlin thing with uh, the college and her, her daughter with the rowing team and blah, blah, blah. And yep. she got in some real deep trouble, right? Well, if that got you heated and you like Brett Favre, then you are in for a wild ride. I'm <laughs> sure you're a part of all the stuff that's been going on. I remember not too long ago, there was some uh, controversy where he took some money to do some speech, enga speech engagements mm -hmm. that he didn't do. More troubling allegations surrounding Brett Favre, and the information just keeps on coming. The NFL Legends Charity, whose mission is to, quote, help uh, uh, underserved and dis disabled children and breast cancer patients, reportedly gifted donated funds to his alma mater's athletic department. Favre's charity, Favre for Hope, donated more than 130000 to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation between 2018 and 2020, according to The Athletic, money that was meant for children and cancer patients. 
The outlet reports tax records uh, showing Favre's charity giving USM Foundation 60 grand in 2018, another almost 50 grand in 2019, and in 2020 the foundation received another almost 30 grand from Brett's charity. Other organizations received money, according to the Athletic, but those amounts were typically under $10,000. The donations all came while Favre allegedly tried to obtain five million dollars from Mississippi's welfare fund, meant for the state's most vulnerable. Uh, to build this University of Southern Mississippi a new multi-million dollar volleyball facility. Favre's daughter was a volleyball player at the university at this time. Whoops. Favre, who's being sued by the state of Mississippi now over the alleged funds, claims he didn't know where the money originated, though texts appear to show that the Hall of Famer was worried about being caught. And these texts are extremely damning. I this mean, he's got to be going, like, at least serving some sort of jail time, right? Really? If Lori Loughman got it? Well, if, if, if everything is proven... So he has not been criminally charged as of yet, but many of Brett's business partners are distancing themselves right now, including uh, Sirius XM, who put his radio show on hold. And by the way, this just seems to be the tip of the iceberg. Oh. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, uh, auctions and rookie cards. Well, the latest rookie card of what we know by all means is a terrible baseball player just sold for a ton of money. Who am I talking about? Michael Jordan. Ripken. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. Mark Zuckerberg's oh, nice. Little League career is worth a lot of money to some folks because a baseball card from when he was a kid just sold at auction for six freaking figures. The Facebook Honcho's autographed Little League card from back in the day hauled in $120,750 in a fierce five-day-long auction. The anonymous bidder uh, or buyer told the auction house that Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg card would join a collection already featuring rookie cards from Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Action Comics number ones, summing up Zuck as the Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, and Superman of social media rolled all up into one. The signed card, which is from 92, also sold as an NFT for a lot less money. Uh, now, I think this was from a camp counselor that he had. That was... Uh, ah. That was uh, reportedly who, who would initially own this thing. I'm Moon, and that's your sports. Because feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Pseudo show. Traffic and weather. Do not forget to make your uh, your uh, football picks. 1057thepoint.com slash picks. And hopefully, we'll come back to you Monday with a Riz Show win. As far as we go. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. First win of the season. All right, Nimish Patel will be on with us next. It is straight up 9 o'clock. Hey, this is comedian and civil rights activist Jeff Dye, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Nimish Patel is here. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Boy, it's great to meet you. Nice to meet you guys as well. Dude, I tell you what, just, uh, I, I was watching a whole bunch of your stand-up yesterday. Uh, your resume is unbelievable. Thank I you. I mean, you've done it all. What else is there to do? What <laughs> else is there to do, Nemesh? The garden. The <laughs> <laughs> garden. You haven't done the garden with Chris Rock yet? Uh, no, I did not. I was there when you did Hulu Theater. I was just sitting in the back, but, uh, I've yet to perform at the garden. And I felt like I could have done it this year. I just... Because I have two shows at Town Hall, uh-huh. which hold, I think, like 1,700 each venue. And the, the Hulu Theater is like 2,500 or 3,000. Wow. So, but I didn't know I was going to sell out the first Town Hall. So when Look the second you. one popped, I was like, Shh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but well, next year. Well, I just want to say you are at the uh, at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Yes, sir. Um, you got uh, your 730 shows tonight and tomorrow sold out. So still 10 o'clock tickets left. Yes, um, I mean, your story is unbelievable. So, so your parents are immigrants yes. from from India. Yep. You moved to Parsippany. I was born and raised in Jersey, but uh, my parents were 
parents landed in Newark and then they spent like two days there before they got robbed. And they were like, all right, we got to go somewhere where we won't get robbed. Moved to Parsippany, uh, and I was born, raised in, in in Jersey, right there. But yeah, and and they hard workers open up a liquor store. Yes, my dad had a liquor store. He worked at a liquor store since he was like seventeen. And I I don't know how old he was when he finally bought into one. But yeah, it was in his twenties, probably. So the real question is, how disappointed are they in you? <laughs> that means it, it's uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because uh, I'm doing all right. You know, no, you're doing all right yeah, now. Yeah. You're doing all right now. But but you know, look, Liam, you went to NYU, which is, which is a great school. Did you get good grades in high school? In yes. High school, yeah. And first two years of college, I did fairly well. But last two years, uh, uh, I didn't become an investment banker. <laughs> so. did, you, did you? Do you think like? And this is kind of what happened to me. Like my first two years in college, I was all in it. Yeah. And then that third year, I went. This isn't going to really do it for me. I I don't know what it was. You know, I wish there was like a moment where I was yeah. like, what am I doing? But there wasn't. It was like kind of just like a general malaise that well, that washed over me at some <laughs> yeah. point. And well, I know for, for immigrant parents, uh -huh. and my wife's parents are immigrants, came here in the 70s from, from Soviet Union. Uh -huh. uh, you know, of course, they moved to this country for better opportunities for, for themselves and for their, their family. For more food than potatoes. More food than potatoes. So when... When son comes and says, mom, dad, I'm going to be a comedian. Well, it wasn't, it was more like, uh, get a job and then do whatever you want. Cause I was like, after I graduated from NYU, I wasn't working. Uh, I was like, I graduated in 08. So it was a typical year. Oh yeah. Uh, for the people, financial crash. Yeah. For people with finance degrees to do anything <laughs> that if, if they were like mid students at, in college. And so I was like living at home for like a year and change. And I was like really bored. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I tried this corny writing class, and it was corny. Uh, uh, and then and I was like, what am I good at, and what do I like doing? Like, like making people laugh. I had no stage fright. I like. I was listening to a lot of comedy at the time. No like, stage fright? None whatsoever. So your first stand-up wow. gig, uh -huh. I mean, you just went up there and like, F it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, it was... I. I have stage fright in the sense, like, I don't know if a joke's going to work. That's going to be really bad. But none of, like, oh, my, there's so many people looking at me. Like, I right. never... I have no problem with that. It's like... I've always been fine with that. Uh -huh. It's more like, are these jokes going to work? If that's stage fright, then yes. But none of like, there's so many eyeballs up here. Like, oh, I can't make eye contact. Like, I never had any yeah, problem yeah. with that. Um, and so once I started that, it was like, oh, nine, August. Um, I, I had no, again, like all the stuff I've done in comedy, I never really had a plan for it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not a planner. I'm a planner now, but back then I'm not, I wasn't like, well, I'm going to do stand-up for like three years, and then I'm going to get a writing job. And then the, 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 yeah, when you're in your 20s, things just happen. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Just, I was on day stage. Day by day. Exactly. And it, like even day by like the only thing I remember thinking when I got off stage that first night was like, that was fun. I'm going to do this again. And then I did it again like two nights later at this club in uh, New York. The now It's now New York Comedy Club in, in East Village, but it was then Eastville Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. And... uh I got on stage there, and the first shop, first spot I ever did was New Brunswick Stress Factory mm -hmm. in New Jersey, and it was like 120 people. It's like a, a bringer show, which means you got to bring people so you can get stage time. This show at Eastville two days later was not a bringer show; it was just an open mic. It was like four people in there, like yeah. other comics. And I was like, and I bombed because it was just like four comics, and I thought I was gonna crush like I did mm -hmm. at Stress Factory, and uh, it was not that, and that made me think man, I could do this. Like, I don't care what you guys think. And so, like, it was always that balance of 
I'm good at it versus I'm going to prove myself at yeah. it. And that kind of just kept going. And then my parents were like, what are you doing? Are you making money doing this? I was did, like, you, did you move back home? After graduating. After graduating? Yeah, yeah. I, I moved out and have a job. And so I couldn't pay rent. So I was just mm -hmm. living at my parents' place. Luckily, it was 40 minutes outside of the city. And there's a bus like right yeah, yeah. down the street. So I would take the money, spend it on a bus ticket. And then spend their money on MetroCard and then spend their money at uh, open mic because uh. a lot of those mics you got to pay to get on stage. And and that that drain on their finances, what do you, you need a job, like get a job. And then I was like bouncing around different internships and all this stuff, being underemployed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, luckily, you know, I had a friend who gave me an internship that then turned into a real job at another place. And once I got that job, I moved back to the city about a year and a half later. And then I was like, I was still severely underemployed for my finance degree, but I was making enough to pay rent to live in like a living room. Yeah, to, and, to take care of your comedy addiction. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> luckily, it was. A, I mean, I could that could have gone a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah. You know, like I got luckily I didn't try like crack that first that <laughs> August <laughs> August nineteenth. You know, it could have been anything. Yeah, yeah. it could have been any vice. It just so happened I got very lucky that what I was going on with my head and my heart, I didn't turn to alcohol, anything like that, I turned to the drug that is stand-up, mm -hmm. and uh, here I am, 13 years so later. So when, when, when that started rolling, mm -hmm. and you started doing a couple more shows and all that, did you have, because you said you, you weren't a planner, you didn't really plan it, mm -hmm. but did you have like a goal, like, oh man, I could turn this into SNL, or no, movie it, star, or... The, none of those things, like, I was never, like... You know, you hear these stories like, I was six years old, man. That's when I knew I wanted to do stand-up. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. I didn't know I wanted to do stand-up until about, like, six years ago. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wow, okay. I'm saying exaggerating, but it was more like I didn't have any idea of where it could go, what could happen. Think, I just allowed things to happen. It took advantage of opportunities that were given to yeah, me. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I also had, you know, cool. my closest friend in comedy and one of the closest friends in his life is Michael Che, like, the head anchor at SNL. And, and a lot of our peers like the Lucas Bros, Kevin Barnett, like all these guys were doing amazing things. And they're my close friends. I'm like, my friends are doing amazing things. It's only a matter of time before I get those same opportunities. I get to do that kind of stuff as well because I see my peers, my, my brothers I talk to every day mm -hmm, doing yeah. the same thing. And so that always kept me going, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, he did it. I'm going to do it. Like I, I like Che got it. Uh, uh, Letterman like three years into comedy or four years into comedy and I was like everyone was like that's crazy I'm like it's not that crazy he's hilarious if I'm just as funny we could all be all be doing this is yeah. it is it and, and being a comic in New York is one of those things where you never know who's in the crowd right so is that what happened to you because I know Chris Rock was in a crowd that was that was so you know comedy at that point this is 2015 in New York I don't know what the the that that middle stage of comedy is like right now in New York. But when I was coming up, everyone, and still to this day, like it's very important to create your own stage time. And in 2000, hustling. in hustling, you got to find a bar or place that a venue that will allow you to come in and be like, let, let us try stand up at your, at your venue. And we luckily found a spot in like 2011 called bar matchless. Um, this guy, Mike Denny, who is now like, was was is myself, Mike Denny, and Michael Che, who are like the three hosts and producers of the show. But Denny found this spot. Denny's now like a producer for West Side Gun and, and mm -hmm. Benny the Butcher, and so he's crushing it. But um, he found this venue in 2011. Fast forward 2015. This is like one of the best shows in New York. Che is like on this meteoric rise, so like the shows are packed. Mm -hmm. It was like 
the show to do. One of the shows. There's like probably two or three shows to do, and this mm-hmm. was one of them, Broken Comedy. And uh, our friend Langston Kerman was supposed to go up. Langston Kerman, now a uh, uh, head writer for HBO shows and crushing it, but he was supposed to go up uh, so that Chris Rock could come see him because they wanted to attach Chris to a pilot that Langston was working on. So Chris Rock was there to see that guy. Yes. Wow. And uh, Chris was late, and so Langston couldn't go up. And then I got word Chris was coming, and I was like, Chris is coming? And, and then as I'm, as I'm like waiting by the door to see what's going to happen, Danny's on stage, Chris walks into the room, and then... So he missed his set. No, he didn't miss. Langston didn't go. Langston oh. didn't go up until we didn't let Langston go up. Okay, we didn't put Langston up until Chris was going to be there. So yeah. But then once Chris walks in, I'm immediately like, "This is the guy I started a comedy for. Like this is I. I know like two specials by heart is Bring the Pain and Bigger and Blacker. Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock is right here. I'm gonna perform, and it's like a hot crowd. Like Kevin McCaffrey had set the tone and. Uh, uh, so a hot crowd is like they are into it. They are into it, and that show Broken Comedy if you ask people, is notorious for not being hot. Like, it would be packed and people just stare at you. Like, so of all the nights to come, Chris Rock is yeah, there on a hot yeah, crowd a night. hot crowd night. The stars yes. are aligned. At a, at a show that you and your buddies built up. Yes. Like, like wow. created and built. Exactly. It just felt very serendipitous. And yeah. I was like, Langston, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Chris <laughs> is going to stay for you, so I'm going to go up before you because it's, it's Chris Rock. So I went up. And I had like one of these blackout sets. I hear Chris laugh when no one else. Chris was Chris laughed at one joke that no one else laughed at. <laughs> Did you know where he was in the room? I knew exactly where he was, <laughs> uh, and I tried to avoid. I tried to avoid. It's a very. It's not a big room. It's a small. It's it holds like, at most, uh, seated probably like 50, 60 people. Uh, we would wow. have like one hundred twenty people in there because we could open it up to the outside. But it would it would be packed. Yeah. And, but there's like only one area. I still remember. I know exactly. Like there's one area by the bar that you could stand and watch at and be kind of low key right by the door. So you could exit quickly if you needed to, like Chris needed to. And, uh, I told a joke. This was right when Cecil the lion had been, uh, quote unquote murdered oh, yeah. <laughs> by a dentist. And, uh, I remember just thinking in the bathroom right before I went up, like, what can I say about this dumb lion? And it just always hit me as odd that we cared about animals the way that we did. Like, we ruined this dentist's life mm-hmm. <laughs> because he, you know, told the truth about his vacation. <laughs> and, and I just remember thinking, why do we care about lions? I had four chickens today. And, like, maybe it's like a chuckle or two. <laughs> but Chris died. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. This is hilarious. Yeah. And then I just, like, I kind of, like, blacked out. Like Ron Burgundy and Anchorman, I just went kind of crazy. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got off stage. I like, I, was, I said, I looked at Chris. And then I left the room. He watched Langston. I'm still standing there, like right outside of the bar. Uh, Chris comes out. I was like, "Hey, man, you're really funny." I was like, "You're Chris Rock." <laughs> and it, <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> and then he left. And then like three. Four weeks later, I got an email saying Chris wants you to write for the Oscars. Holy wow. And I was like, Just like that. that. It was like, what? <laughs> You're crazy. And then, and then I didn't believe it because it was from the producer that had come to see Langston, who was yeah. friends with Chris. And then, like, Chris got the. Uh, it was announced that Chris got the writing, uh, the hosting job for the Oscars, the 2016 Oscars. And uh, and then, like, a few weeks after that. My manager got a phone call from some old dude, and then she called me, and she's like, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? She's like, Chris Rock wants you to write for the Oscars. So I was like, and she's like, you have to go, like, next week to meet him. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Send me the contract, and that was it. That Whoa. was, like, November 2015, like, 
July 25th, July, August 2015 is when Chris saw me. November 2015, I think he got the, the it was announced that he got the job, the hosting job. Uh, November 2015, December 2015, we're like riding in New York. So just like that. Just like that. When that happens, so do you go, oh, this is it for me, I made it. That's 100% you know, what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> my, thought, my thought would be, oh my God, what do I do next? Yes, it was, It was. well, those three months from November to uh, end of January, like beginning of January was like, we're just writing movies. I'm like, okay, like writing jokes about movies. I'm in my in my apartment with my wife, like illegally downloading every movie that's going to be nominated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was watching like three movies a day, just like writing. They didn't send you screeners or anything? No, I mean, there's no time, you know. Oh, wow. And I wasn't in the guild or anything at that point. Yeah. It was just like find wow. these movies and write the jokes. Go go watch them or something. And so I was just downloading and watching all these movies. And then the nominations come out, and it's like that's the year there's no black nominees. And so it's like all right, well all these jokes are on fire. Like yeah, none yeah. of this means anything. Now Chris is just going to do whatever Chris does. And then, you know, obviously the Oscars happen and uh, it's a fantastic show. And the, literally, you know, I'm thinking this whole time, like, I told all you that didn't give me opportunities. <laughs> I told all you. I did all this out of spite. Yeah, you know, I told I told, I told, told you Montreal JFL, you didn't want me to do new faces three years in a row. Chris Rock just told me I was funny. Who do you think you are? That's how I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this was the Oscars 2016? 2016. Not, I, Riz, not, I remember you saying how good the writing was. That was, was the best one. Yeah. 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 It was a fantastic. Who are these writers? It was a fantastic <laughs> show. And uh, uh, Do you remember hearing one of your jokes on TV? I the joke I had given him got cut. He cut it. I got none of. I don't think. I think one or two of my jokes might have made it. It was one where it was acting's not brave. Um, brave is drinking a glass of Kool Aid in Flint, Michigan. Like that was. <laughs> that was a. That was a joke during the water crisis. Yeah, yeah, during the water crisis. Kind of timely. He. I told him drinking water in Flint, Michigan, but he he. Gave it his Chris Rock. Right. He's, he's like, you got to be specific. It's Kool Aid. I'm like, that's you're right. That's a much better right. joke. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Chris. You're right, yeah. Mr. Rock. Yes. You're right. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, and, and so, like after the Oscars, I was thinking, man, all right, here comes fame and fortune. Here, comes, here, we, here yeah. we go, baby. Money's already spent. Uh, the checks are on their way. So, like you know, like I told all you comedy people, you don't know who you're messing with. That's. The governor's ball is right after the Oscars. You know, I'm like hanging out with Dave, and like Dave is where I hug Dave, and you know, everyone's drunk and having Dave a good Chappelle? Dave Chappelle, Coulier, yeah, 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 Dave Coulier. Coulier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like Sarah Silverman and, and Louis C.K., all these people, like, and there's people dancing on the dance floor with the Oscars. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers there with Olivia Munn. Like, it was a great time. The next day, I'm like, all right, waiting, looking at my phone, and I'm like, okay, nothing's happening. And I'm eating dollar pizza outside of the comedy store, uh, waiting to hopefully get on their open mic. You know, like yeah, that's back to reality. Back to reality. You know, mm -hmm. so to answer your question in a very long way, it's like, you know, I thought a lot of things were going to happen that didn't. I thought like, oh, this is it. I thought I made it. And part of my heart, even now looking back, I did make it right then and there. You know, it's like Chris Hawk just told me I was funny. Like I don't. Well, but also now you got put. You get to put on your resume. <laughs> exactly. Which leads into Saturday Night Live. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was. It was still just like grinding, working. You know, I was once nothing really materialized after uh, the Oscars. You realize that. I mean, you maybe don't realize is that like, sure, you got the Oscars gig, but you still got to be prepared with like a spec script and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. That's a, like that if you want to write on a TV show, 
And sure, like that that little line in your resume might open a door or two, but there's still a lot of work behind it. And I wasn't necessarily ready for that work at that time because I, I didn't get any jobs after that. I got a, a Hassan Minaj hired me to write for the Congressional Correspondence Dinner, which mm-hmm. was a year before the White House Correspondence Dinner. But, you know, I didn't get like a crazy new gig right after that. Yeah. I thought I was going to go back into the world. I was working in finance. Um, and I thought I was going to have to maybe I could use that oscars gig to turn into like a, a copywriting gig or something yeah. you know but that oscars didn't open any doors at any advertising agency you still need a portfolio and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so i was like all right what do i do what am i gonna do i gotta go back into finance i collected a little unemployment unemployment i got that job with hustin i got passed at the seller uh in june of 2016 and i think that was probably the biggest thing that i got from the Oscars. What does from, that mean? What does so, that mean? So the comedy, the comedy seller is like, you know, the marquee club yeah, yeah. in New York City. That's where, remember, I went there and I saw Dave Attell. And yeah, He sure. was on the show two weeks prior and didn't remember who I was. <laughs> he walked up and said, hey, Dave, what's up? And, hey, how are you? He's that, still that sounds crushed. pretty Dave. No, yeah, he's yeah. still crushed. It was, yeah. Well, here's what happened. I mean, so Dave Attell on the show. And, dude, we had a great time. Did yeah. we not have oh, a great yes. awesome. time? As good a time as we're having uh, right now. Off the air. Please remember us in two weeks. Dave comes around the corner. The two of them are looking up old school New York things. And I think Dave might have braided his hair. I was in New York with my brother-in-law uh-huh. and, and his wife and friends. We went to the Comedy Cellar. Uh-huh. David Tell played. He's standing outside smoking one of his American spirits yeah. out by the stairs. Yeah, yep. Um, and I go, hey, I know him. So I walk over. He had no idea. Uh, oh, that's, not, that's classic Dave. That's that's very, I mean, I don't think Dave knew who I was. I, until, I wanted, I stepped into the street and wanted a cab dip. <laughs> okay, but that's, that's you got a classic Dave story, yeah. man. Oh, we got another Dave story too. Please. And we, off the air, we had told you like, hey, here are some things to check out. Uh, Dave went and checked out the gentlemen's clubs on the <laughs> east side, <laughs> and they went into the club and they had a great time. He was there with somebody from the club, literally picked him up from the airport, and they went out. Uh-huh. Dave's suitcase and everything still in the car. They go to the gentlemen's club. They go out and watch his car being stolen. Oh, that's really what's in his luggage: a couple black hoodies, yeah, and, and a couple cartons of cigarettes, empty iced coffee cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one iced coffee cup. I, I, I don't know if you guys know this. It's just one the same. Classic cup he's had for three thousand years. It's a trench coat and a uh, and a black and a black hoodie. And that's it. Yep, and a, like a bunch of hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, what were we talking? about? Oh, so oh, got past the ca- I got passed at the cellar. So what do you mean past at the cellar? I don't so know you got to audition to 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 work at the comedy cellar. You got to like perform in front of the booker to get gotcha. there. And I think because I had gotten the Oscars gig, and I think a few comedians knew. That I had gotten it directly because of Chris, like saying I was funny. Yeah. One of my friends, I don't, know, I don't know if she'd want me to mention her who vouched for me, so I, I won't. But shout out to if you're listening, if you hear this, like I thank you very much. She was like, SD, you should. SD's the booker at the cellar. She's like, you should see this guy. Sent my tape in. I auditioned. I got passed. And I think that was the direct result of um, the Oscars thing. But because of that because getting passed at the cellar like when they pass you at the cellar at least in the in the very beginning like you get to work a lot like they want to make sure you're good you get your legs uh at working at the cellar so i was working a lot and not making a ton of money or anything it's not like paying rent or anything but i was i was like chipping away at rent and like side gigs here and there that helping me out a couple with unemployment like i was paying rent and like eating a little bit <laughs> and, and then and then i got a a writing job because of Matchless, because of the broken comedy show I used to run uh, to write for Aquafina. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, she had a, she had the show called um, 
talk with Aquafina on, on the Go 90 network, which is like a Verizon thing. And that was like, that. once I got that gig, that was like a month and a half. Once I got that, and that didn't pay anything, but enough to, again, cover rent and eat. Once I got that, I was like, all right, I'm not doing finance anymore. I'm not looking for a job. I'm going to just, just ride this comedy thing out um, and see what happens. And, you know, I got, you know, rent, like I got a, a I, my friend and I, we sold a show to MTV2, like a pilot, which was like, you know, $2, but it was enough. Like, oh, shit, I got something. Mm-hmm. Sorry to curse. And then, um, uh, uh, what's it called? And then I got like uh, I I was working on the show Vidiots MTV Vidiots, mm-hmm. which like aired in South Africa, which was mind blowing because I went to South Africa for work. You're a god there, and, and they I got statues. <laughs> they got statues, and, too and I saw myself. Vidiot. Uh, no, my cousin went. My cousin went to South Africa and was watching TV. He's like, "You're on TV here." I'm like, "That's insane." I'm on TV in South Africa, <laughs> um, and then you know. I was getting random gigs like that, working at the cellar and, and, and doing a lot of shows at the cellar and helping pay rent and all this stuff. 2017, mid-2017 comes around. I get a writing job on this sketch show called uh, Francesca, like Francesca Ramsey Sketch Show, a pilot. And it's like six people, eight people in the writer's room uh, uh, and working, working. It's like a month and a half long gig. And then, you know, Che and I have been talking over the summer. Like, we talk all the time, but we were just doing some work together. And then randomly, you know, uh, I get a text from Che. He's like, congrats. Like, oh, he's, he's telling me, he's like, I'm going to put you up to write for the show. For Saturday, yeah. Michael Che from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, I was like, okay, cool. Let me know what happens. And then, you know, I'm, it's like September, like, this maybe, what is it, five years ago, almost to the day, but five years ago, like a week ago. I got a text from Chase. I hey, congrats, idiot. You now work for SNL. I was like, Whoa. what? Wow. <laughs> wow. Just like that. Just like that. Like, you know, like he put me in and it yeah. was like, he was, you know, I think him and Colin had been a year or so into um, being update anchors. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, uh, he wanted to bring someone on to help write for him. So you were writing specifically for update? Yeah, I was writing specifically wow. for update. Um, when and, you go into something like that too, like a writer's room, because mm-hmm. you, you hear all these SNL stories. I picture a lot of donuts. Yeah, you, you hear all these <laughs> SNL stories about different eras and like the stress level and this and that. Uh-huh. And, and uh, being somebody that you said doesn't have any stage fright, do uh-huh. you go in like with fun? Like like this is going to be fun or this is going to be stressful? Well, is a writer's I, room like that a stress ball? Or? It was it was a mix. It was mixed. I had a mixed set of emotions in that in that room because the update room is a bunch of vets. Like there's there it's like. Uh, you know, Josh Patton, uh, uh, Katie Rich, um, uh, uh, and a few others. And I was like the new kid in town and I'd come not off of like, not everyone knew anything about, no one knew anything about me. I was yeah. this is Chase friend. And so I had that kind of half like, Oh, this is super exciting. Like, let me write jokes. But also like, also like, man, these guys are killers. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I don't write jokes like, this happened in the news. Here's the punchline. Like, that's not my style of comedy at all. I thought I was just there to, like, kind of uh, help Che with, with his voice because I know it relatively well. And so it was a mixed bag of emotion there yeah. uh, when I was in the room. And I did feel pressure to deliver. Um, but, you know, once once you get it's, – it's a hard place to, like, find your footing because you got to find it, like, immediately. It's, like, mm-hmm. straight out the frying pan into the fire kind of situation. And it took me a second, and uh, uh, it ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, and you were there for you were there for a year. I was there for a year, a season, and uh, it was a tough season, but it was it was fun. I had a good time. It was the year that that's the year that I decided I'd never want to think about politics ever again. Yeah, I can I, imagine. I hated like I remember at one point 
while I was at the show, I like deleted my Twitter account. I was like, I can't, I can't even, I can't look at Twitter. I can't look at this anymore. It's too much. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a year that was like the Stormy Daniel year of uh, Trump's yeah, presidency. Yeah, you know, yeah. like every day was another thing. I was like, why, who stop caring? Enough. Like, yeah, it was enough. Enough. I get it. You get yeah. burnt down really easily. So for sure, for sure. All right, Nimish Patel is at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, 10 o'clock, tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Uh, the 7.30 shows for both nights are sold out. Yes, sir. I know you got a YouTube thing. That's out now. It's uh -huh. called Thank You, China. I do. It's a, it's a special that I shot. You know, I went into, you know, I've been touring for basically almost like a two years straight now, uh, a year and a half uh, to two years. It would be two years straight when I'm done uh, in April of next year. And last year when I started touring, like March 2021, I had no dates on my calendar. Mm -hmm. April, May 2021, I was booked for the year. And it was just because, you know, TikTok, I don't know if you follow me on TikTok, but that's how I made my uh, uh, stand-up career take off in terms of getting tickets and all that kind mm -hmm. of sold. Um, and so, like, when I started in April 21, I kind of set out with, like, all right, this is my mindset. I need to have an hour by the end of the year. Like, I have, a, I've been waiting for this moment to headline and tour yep. everywhere. Now I've got... A billion dates, I got to have something to deliver. So then I had all this loose collection of jokes, and I was like, how do I shape this into a special? Because I've watched three, four specials in my whole life, like fully. Maybe five, Elephant in the Room, For What It's Worth, Killing Him Softly, Bigger and Blacker, Bring, bring the Pain. Like, those are the five specials yeah, yeah, I can yeah. say. I've seen the entirety of them. Otherwise, like, I don't really watch a lot of comedy. And so I was like, I need to make something that I think can it, it won't come close to any of those specials but i want something in that vein like i need an hour that people will be like oh this is how an hour stand-up should be my friend mookie was like maybe you should write it like a movie would be structured mookie thompson who opens for me from time to time he's like you should maybe frame it as a movie and i was like okay well i got some jokes some things that have happened to me how do i make this a special crafted it over over you know those eight months turned it into a special that shot self-produced finance in uh december of of 2021 and it was uh a labor of love it was a lot of work but i like well, what it, i like what awesome. we got it's out there for a minute to watch yes. thank, thank you china. china it's on youtube yeah uh nimish patel dude appreciate you coming in thank you very much good luck with everything and the next time you come back i want to talk about the thing that happened at columbia with you and for sure. I mean, there's so much god there's so much stuff to talk about i've, I've got a lot going on there he is nimish <laughs> patel, everybody. Uh, the show traffic and weather all right we'll take one final break we'll come back with the real effect results This is Nemesh Patel, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Casey and Remy are here. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. What up, what up, what up? Good morning. Good morning here for the uh, for the real of fake results. Hey, before things get out of, out of control, events to tell you about. Tonight, Moon is at the Cobb Factory in Old Monroe beginning at 8 o'clock. You should leave probably right after the show to get there. <laughs> no, it it's not that far. It's that far. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, and then tomorrow I'm out at the uh, Hot Shots Wentzville. Sign that uh, We Love You Jeff Banner beginning at 1 o'clock. And then Eureka Days tomorrow. Uh, Moon and the Teenage Dirt Bags are playing. That's right. And the Nitty Gritty Dirt Bags. Yep. <laughs> and around 7 o'clock, uh, the town of Eureka will be doing a little something for Jeff. Yeah, it's going to be extra cool. And then Sunday, join Patrico for football at DB's beginning at 1130. 
Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm there around 11:30. There till about dark. All right. So let's get the Will of Fake results. Sponsored by Patricia's Where Fun and Fantasy Meet and by The Shack, where if you go there for breakfast, for lunch, for brunch, you mention The Riz Show, you get nothing for free. Everybody with their weird mustaches and yeah. facial hair. What's up? Last week, quite dramatic. So this week, we begin a new competition. This is the Penny for Your Thoughts punishment. Did you guys hear what the punishment here is? I saw this, and it looks... Awful. Terrible. So, <laughs> and thanks to Together Credit Union for helping us out with this. So, they will be providing the pennies. So, there'll be a tub of pennies. It could be 3,000 pennies. It could be 2,000 pennies. I was wondering who was going to go get all the pennies out of their bank account for you to do this. Together Credit Union. <laughs> it's nice of them. And uh, we have to, or the loser has to count out $1,057 worth of pennies. And here's what's even cooler about this whole thing. And this they is have all, to do it with their feet. This is all together credit union. We did not like plan this right. After we're done, they're donating to Kids Rock Cancer. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome, right? Yep. Yeah. So that'd be 105,700 pennies. You have to count out. <laughs> that's a lot. We get emails on the daily, on the daily, of people going, I think you guys have underestimated this. Like, all, like multiple emails on the daily of people going, hey, man, this is going to be a lot harder than you all think. I sat down and counted out, I think it was $367 in mixed coins, and it took me probably five hours to do that. What? Yeah. Wow. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, well. You know what? Man. I'm just not going to we'll lose. We'll see. <laughs> we'll man, see. Man. I'm just not going to we'll lose. We'll see. <clears throat> right. All right, so we played at 21 points. One point for each correct answer, real or fake, unless it's your lock. Your lock gets you two points of right. Zero points, not that if you're wrong, regardless of your other picks. The Hail Mary is in effect this week. So that's locking in on a fake. Three points if you're right, but minus one point for the week if you are wrong. So let's get to it. A description of photo number one, please. Uh, photo number one, uh, lacy, white bra, frilly, inner side boob, straight up, booby mug shot. Everybody real. Nobody's locked. Just straight up, real picks across the board. All right. We've all gone real on photo number one. Who's it going to be? Okay. Oh, boy. Hilda. <laughs> Ready? Photo number one, real or fake? 82% of listeners said they are real, and the answer is real. Oh, yes. Take it. Man, I'm glad I locked on those. <laughs> you didn't. Oh. Everybody gets a point. One, 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 one. Whew. I just opened up photo two. I forgot how, or photo number three. I forgot how big these things yep. are. Oh, boy. Yep. 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 Okay, so yeah, for, for dramatic purposes, uh, photo number three next. Uh, Moon, a description, please. As we say, a straight-up booby mugshot looks like a blue bikini. A little bit of a necklace is showing. Other than that, it's just straight up. Here we are. Okay, so we've all gone real. This is my lock of the week, and this is Moon's lock of the week. Casey, photo number three, real or fake? 93% of the listeners also said real, and that's good because they're real. Oh, oh, Congratulations, oh, guys. Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. Thank well you. done, Moon. Well done, Scott. All right, three. Rizzuto. Oh, darn it. Yeah, three for me, one for Scott, and one for Danny. All right, bury him. Let's bury him here, See, Riz. for me, I... This is the first time, I think, in the history of this game, I still feel confident in my pick. Okay, well, on to photo number uh, two. I know those are going to be my famous last words, but I'm just saying, I, I, I feel what I feels, and I feel confident. Let's right bury now. him. Scott, 
<laughs> no mercy. Scott, a description, please. All righty. We got some reader glasses bra style uh, boob holdages here. And this has a, reader a tattoo. Reader's glasses? Yeah, yeah. It looks like, like those. You, like know, you like pull them down at the end down. of your nose. Oh, okay. oh my <laughs> God. Your eyes just kind of hang out. What is wrong with you? I get it, too. I get it, too, now that you explained it like that. Like that. Strange brain. Yeah, we got a tattoo, I think. <laughs> or something else there, but uh, then, uh, but these are out in the open and and yes, they are. Scott. Yeah. Thank you. out in the open. We've all gone fake. This is Tony's lock, and this is King Scott's lock. This Mary. is for I'm holding your hands. Oh, no. Three points for the fellows who have locked. This is the Hail Mary. Remy, photo number two, real or fake? Eighty-three percent of listeners said fake, and the answer is fake. Oh. Yeah. Darn it, Just thinking about it before he said that these are fake, just thinking about it. So we are up one on the week. We could have been down three. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah. we could have been saying. starting yeah. a Very. week behind. Very. All right. So going into week number two, uh, King Scott and Tony Patrico, oh. five points each, myself and Moon, even Love when those sweeps are behind, uh, four points each. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Remy. Anything yeah. to plug? Yeah, you guys are amazing. I don't think we have anything this week. We got an open weekend. Yeah. Oh, hocus hey, Hocus guys. 2 tonight. Sweet. Enjoy it. Come on. I'll see enjoy it. I'll see you at Eureka Days. Enjoy it. We'll do. Yes. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus 1. I should probably watch that before 2. Probably. Correct? Okay. Probably. <laughs> All right, anything <laughs> else, fellas? That's it, man. I That's got it. nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. All right, we'll leave you with a selection from our teamers. Remember the day brought to you by Copper Fire Bar and Eatery in Belleville from O'Fallon, Missouri. Mel James is our teamers. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.